It's time for the Afternoon Drive. Welcome into the Afternoon Drive here on 1450 The Sports Buzz. Uh, we got a warm welcome as we we, we, we we dangled in today a little late. A little car trouble there or something? I'm not sure. Uh, no. Nah, uh, dude, where are my keys? Oh. Sort of happened this morning. So uh. luckily you came through on your white chariot of hope. Ooh, I tell you, you scooped just, me up you just at caught me. Point. You just caught me. I, I, I got over here and I was running. Remember those days when you were running a little late for school? Oh, yeah. <laughs> you, you had to. Well, I was a cigarette smoker in school, so we weren't allowed to actually smoke on the school property, but like the back part of the parking lot was cool, like the last two rows. So at the end of the day, everybody would be congregating out by the the back part of the parking lot. And also when you're on the way into school, you'd be like hot boxing the cigarette. You know, you know what I mean by hot box. I know what you mean by hot box. (laughs) I've I've been around the block a few times. Wow. There are several definitions of that, but for this, this particular application, Uh, anyway, so I felt like I was running a little bit late today. So, uh, and I, I guess we got reprimanded. I, I guess that's what the story is. So we've got a lot of stuff to talk about today. A lot of stuff to talk about today. We've got, uh, we've got. First of all, the weather is absolutely gorgeous here in Kentuckyana. We had a little rain the other day, and uh, we we had. It's been beautiful. It's been beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. Um, we have. Uh, the weather is perfect. I, I can't complain about anything. We're gonna we're gonna talk to Ann Cordes here in just a minute. U of L's elite uh, coach. We got Churchill Downs underway. We've got NFL to talk about. Get started this weekend. It's a very exciting time of year. Very t- exciting time of year. So uh, this is the time of year. A lot of uh, college athletics, uh, the big ones, uh, and the, some of the lesser ones, and everything else gets started this time of year. So uh, uh, we've got a we've got a guest on the Oxmoor Ford Lincoln Buzz Line. Not just any guest, but this is the legendary Ann Cordes. This is local volleyball royalty. Royalty. Ann, are you on with us? Yeah, I'm here. <laughs> What's happening? Hey guys, how are you? Pretty good, pretty good. You're uh, you're busy right now. This this time of year is a uh, is, is go time, isn't it? Two a days and such. That's right. You, you, we are uh, we are in our second week already of competition. So I'm out in Fargo, North Dakota, right now. Oh wow! And we play uh, North Dakota State tonight, Wisconsin, and Northern Iowa tomorrow. So it's on. Yeah, it's, it's uh, on hey, now. Hey, so uh, and, it, and off to a pretty good start so far. Uh, first couple of games, right? Yeah, we did. We beat Syracuse, lost Penn State, um, and uh, you know it was a great, great first weekend. We've had, we're really young this year, so it's uh, it's, it's fun because as a coach, you know I've got a lot of options and a lot of adjustments I can make. So it's it's uh, we're in a little bit of an experiment uh, experimentation phase right now, trying to kind of find the right fit with things. But it's good because the competition. And practice is really, really high, and kids are getting after it. Nice, nice. And this is Ann Cordes. Um, I, I was going to just introduce you as the Uoville volleyball coach, but that's not good enough because last year this was Ann Cordes, Big East Coach of the Year. Did you know that, Be Fresh? I did not know that. Big East Coach of the Year. <laughs> bad, bad, bad is what I'm saying. So congratulations on that, by the way. It was a, we, well, uh, I appreciate it. You know, all the credit goes to the team, man, because they took care of business in the Big East, that's for sure. Well, and you, you've got, you've got uh, Lee is your, your right hand, you know, Yes, great coaching Lee staff. And Alex Wilharm and, and uh, Sarah Sarah Drury, who's a big time uh, volleyball player at Louisville as well back in the day. Yeah, so good staff. I got to I had the privilege of coming out and covering you guys a little bit last year and sort of supporting you all the way. Obviously, we've liked to go on a few games further than what you did, but uh, yeah, as a whole, you had to be pretty pretty ecstatic about the season as a whole. 
No, we were. There's, there's no question. We, I mean, we, we were probably sick over losing to Michigan, and then Michigan went on to go to the Final Four. We were sick over that for, that was one hell of a, game, a while. Uh, it was a great match, but, you know, th- there's no doubt. We thought we were Sweet 16 Elite 18 last year, and falling short in the second round just kind of leaves a, leaves a bad taste in your mouth, you know, sick feeling in your stomach for a while. We got over it. I mean, it was such a, a, a you know, record-breaking year from RPI to record to attendance to you know, two All-Americans and then, you know, big, all Big East performers. So, and we, you know, by the time, uh, you know, banquet rolled around, we really got to kind of focus on the things that and also season, uh, one of the best in history. So it was, it was fantastic. And, and the accolade that you left out there was Big East Coach of the Year and Cordes in that stretch there, by the way. Don't forget about that. That's pretty important. So. Well, that's, those kind of things happen when your players play real well. Yeah, I got a, I actually have a picture of you with the, the trophy when you were out there in the practice room. You guys, you're, you were, it was a little downtime, so I don't know if it, you, you probably wouldn't want me to post that particular picture. I think you didn't like it. When no, we're you, don't, you, you don't need to post that. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so talk to me a little bit. Now, we, you, like you said, you, you, the, the biggest obstacle that you have to deal with this year is that you guys are a very young team. Um, you lost Lola last year, Caitlin, uh, Gwen, uh, Gwen Rucker, uh, you had some significant losses last year. Of course, Lola being right. one of the one of the best. Would you say Lola is one of the best players that you've ever coached? Yeah, you know she was, and so was Gwen Rucker. Actually, um, you know Gwen got sick. Uh, a lot of people don't realize she got she got really sick during the middle of the season, and missed about you know five weeks of play, four weekends, and you know that that killed her for for her stats. Otherwise, she would have probably most likely been a second team All American. She's that good. Um, and had that good of a you know a postseason and in, 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 at the end of the year, so both of them um, were certainly missing. However, um, you know what we didn't lose is our leadership. You know, uh, we lost a lot of the kids that took a lot. You know, most of the swings for us. But our captains, the kids that were voted captains, are back. Um, and who who are those this playing. year? Is it Brooke and uh, this year? It's uh, it's Emily Jewell who's been a captain ever since I've walked through the door, uh, and she's a local kid. She went to Sacred Heart. She's you know. Already taken her uh, exam to go to dental school. I mean, this kid's on it. She's, she, she's a pretty phenomenal she, young person. How's her How's her leg doing? How's her knee doing? I know she had some her trouble. Her leg's great. That's thanks for asking. She actually had the same surgery that Kevin Ware had. She had to, no, to get kidding? a rod put in. Wow. Yeah, she had to get a rod put in after uh, you know after her sophomore year, and um, came back, but I think a little tentatively mm-hmm. last fall. Just you know, just trying to trust that leg, and you know, she had been in so much pain from before, and so. She's back with a vengeance. I mean, it, it was obvious during spring, you know, how good she was feeling. And, uh, you know, not only just physically, but mentally, you know, this, this is her team and this is her year. And, uh, you know, she's really taking it over. And I'm, I'm extremely proud of her. That's what you want out of your seniors. And then the other, Caitlin Welch, who actually is a libero. Libero don't get any, I mean, don't get any, you know, I don't get any glory. <laughs> and this kid was an honorable mention All-American, you know. So uh, she's a little bad. She's she's awesome, man. She she gets around pretty yeah, good on the court. Yeah, I wouldn't court. mess with her. No, no. No, I wouldn't want to mess with for, her. For those of you who don't awesome. know. It's fun. <laughs> for, for those of you who don't know, uh, she, what is she about? She's about 4'6", maybe? Yeah, if she's it's, about 5'5", 5'4", 5'5". She's full of competitiveness and fire. And oh, she yeah, she sure. mess around. She's not like a real silly kid. She's just like, let's get to the point. Let's work hard. Let's go. And uh, you know, so it's, it's from a stand, from a standpoint as a coach, I mean, I don't. Sometimes I'm, I have something I want to say, and then she's already saying it, so I just don't. I don't have to. You that's, know, that's and, always uh, nice to know, have that. She's awesome. Yeah. Plus, she's she's good. I mean, the kid is really oh, good. Yeah. She's a, and wanting to get better, and they, you know, they what's call it digger. Her, digger is what's. Uh, she's, she's a libero. Yeah, I got gotcha. you. I got gotcha. you. 
Yeah. Again, she's my guess. And, you know, she, she's all guts. I mean, she's all all over the floor at all the times. I mean, she's bruised up, banged up, you know, and that's just kind of like how the, how the position goes, you know. So she, she's just, um, you know, I think it's one of those things where, you know, little kids look at it, look at us, and, you know, look at look at college players, and I've even had parents say, "Oh, you know, if my daughter's going to be tall enough." I'm like, "Well, the toughest, strongest <laughs> kids on our team is, you know, five five. Yeah, exactly. All American. Yeah, you so, can't put a you price know, tag anybody on. Anybody can do this sport." Again, my guest is yeah. Ann Cordes, uh, UofL Cardinal, Lady Cardinal volleyball coach. Uh, I got a question from uh, my engineer, B. Fresh, for you here. Coach, I got a question. Sure. I, just, I see on the schedule you all just played Penn State. It seemed like a heartbreaking loss. Can you talk a little bit about playing traditionally one of the toughest teams in the nation? Yeah, absolutely. You know, uh, we played them last year. We played Texas, who won the national championship last year as well. Um, you know, and I think one of the, the most important things for us is, first of all, to go challenge ourselves. The kind of kids that I want to recruit or the kind of kids that want the opportunity to be number, you know, to, to play the best and be, become the best. But um, what's different about Penn State or one of the toughest teams, I think, that seems to touch right now is just how physical they are. Um, you know, there's there was a there was many times during the match you're looking over the, across the net and it's a six six middle <laughs> next to a six five outside and six four right side and uh, but not only that these kids can move. You know, they're athletic, they're oh, athletes, yeah. and they're in great shape. So. You know, it was uh, it was it, there was points where I could say that they they overwhelmed us with their physicality, and that was the main difference. I thought we were as skilled as is. I thought the match from the standpoint of the match, I didn't think it was you know more skilled than we were, right. better uh, technique, or you know talented from that standpoint. It's just you're talking about three and four and five six inches that they had on us. Plus, some of these kids are touching eleven feet when they jump. Uh, yeah, so and- that was the difference. I think the other part of it was. Um, you know they they're you know they're very accurate. So when they want to attack a certain part of the court, you know on their serve or back row attack, I mean they would just pinpoint it. And I mean our freshmen had their hands full because it was just like they it was like heat seeking heat seeking <laughs> missile missile on these girls. They were just following them. But uh, if they're all the same experience, if they're all the same height, you, if they're if you're all if they're all the same height, you're in much better shape as what for sure. <laughs> well, you know I just like I said, and that's a that's a senior laden team. They got everybody back from. Team that was in the final four last year. You think I'm they're going to play with a little chip not, on their shoulder? Know, I'm giving them. I'm giving them credit. I'm not. I'm not taking anything away from us. I, you know, I, I think that they're. You know, I, I'm. I think that's a great team. They're always a well coached team by Russ Rose. But yeah, Russ you know, it's one of those things where I think. Uh, you know, we have to set our sights on that. You know, and, and I'm not really worried if. You know, we don't have someone at six five right now. I think it just means that we have to make them better volleyball players, and that's the goal. Absolutely, absolutely. So speaking of making them better volleyball players, when did you start? When did you start? Uh, camp this year, if you would. What's that? Uh, when did you open the the practice schedule? How long have, did you practice before before going you to know, your our first? Our kids are pretty. Our, our kids are pretty dedicated, which is which is awesome for me. I mean, we, again, that's part of our recruiting. But they were working. They've been working all summer. Uh, we can't work with them until we start preseason, which starts on the tenth of August. Uh, however, they've been at the gym all summer long not just in the weight room, but in the gym. Oh, that's you know, great. Working, working with each other. Yeah, it's awesome. And then we got a lot of local, like, you know, alums that came back in the gym. Lola and Gwen were in the gym all summer with them. Um, yeah, did you get to go to... Randy. You get to go to Lola's wedding? I, I sure did, yeah. Uh, that, that had to be that had to be a blast for you all, because this is... A, a, if, you've fact, never, um, <laughs> if you've never met these girls and and the coaching staff from top to bottom, they're all classy and they're all pretty funny, pretty pretty fun to hang out with. So uh, that, that had to be It good. was fun. Her... Uh, 
her parents came in from Russia and actually stayed oh, really? in the house for about two weeks. Oh, awesome. Yeah. That's great. That, that, they were my yeah. house guests. I saw a couple of the pictures living, you know, Facebook vicariously, but uh, it looked like it would be a, a bit of a blast for you. So, um, It was a good time. It was a good time. Coach, uh, this is Brandon again. I have a question. I see that your roster consists of four girls, four local girls from the city of Louisville. I even see Katie George from Assumption as your setter. Can you talk about the the great pipeline you have here in the city, not just Assumption, but Sacred Heart, Mercy, Mava, Kiva, and so on? Uh, absolutely. You know, one of the biggest things that you know, I first got to give credit to is it's it's the grade schools. You know, they start playing volleyball. Kids, kids in Louisville, they start playing volleyball in like first and second grade. So by the time they get to fifth and sixth grade, I mean they got the fundamentals down. You know, uh, and not only that, but they have the passion for the sport is instilled. And so, you know, this is the sport these fifth and sixth, seventh graders know they want to be playing in college, and that gives us such a such an advantage because kids come in. Katie George, Caitlin Wells, they come in with such great fundamentals, and that is that's huge. Um, you know, the other part of it is with Louisville. I think in the last fifteen years, academically, the profile of the school down. You know, just if you go down there and walk walk down there. You know, a lot of the parents of my players, they went to Louisville, and it's just, it's a shadow of what it, what it, you know, what it, what it used to be, and it's just unbelievable uh, how excited local kids are about staying home now, and so that gives us an opportunity, but, you know, Mercy Assumption and Sacred Heart and Manual, actually, they all go out of state to compete nationally. That's you know, incredible. So not only are these kids playing, it's unbelievable. Yeah. That's in high school. So, uh, yeah. I mean, they're getting on planes and getting in the van and going to travel and play against the other best high school teams in the country. Then, of course, they spend their entire club season with Mava, Kiva, and uh, there's a club union that's very, very good. And again, I mean, they, they practice, you know, three or four times a week, and it's very, very high level. So, I mean, it's, it's, it's huge for us. In fact, I mean, the biggest... The biggest uh, the issue of it is fighting everybody else for these kids because everybody knows to come to come to Louisville looking for their scrappy, you know, hard nosed, you know, tough <laughs> Yeah, I love it. Well, that's great. You can't emphasize enough how nice of how nice it is to have that. Um, sort Not of, at all. I mean, sort it's, of ab- it's, it's huge. Yeah, so, uh, well, talk to me a little bit. Again, we're talking with uh, Ann Cordes here from Little Louisville Cardinal Volleyball Team, Girls Volleyball. Where are you at tonight again? You're out in Dakota? So we're in uh, North Dakota, Fargo, North Dakota. What's Everybody's like? been working on their accident following the whole trip so far. So. <laughs> what's, um, a, uh, what's it like there? Is, it, is that? A, uh, you know, it's beautiful, actually. Yeah. I mean, it's it's beautiful. Usually, when you come on these trips, I gotta be honest. I think everybody can probably imagine you don't see much. You you know, you see the hotel and you and the, see whatever is in between the hotel and the gym. The but, van and yeah, um, yeah, van over, van back. But it's yeah, it's but it's it's pretty, and you know, we're happy to be here. We it was a situation when I took the job. Um, we try to typically schedule our, you know, non-conference matches in towns and areas and, you know, geographically where we're, we recruit. But when I took this job, I had a contract on my desk that said we had to return to Fargo because they had come to Louisville about four or five years ago, and which is fine. But luckily what they, they did, they put a heck of a tournament around it. So Wisconsin's in the Big Ten tier, and Northern Iowa, who dominates the Missouri Valley. I mean, they are really good. I mean, they were ninth in the country two years ago and, you know, had two All-Americans. Oh, nice. So they do a very, very good job. And Iowa is a very talent-rich, a talent-rich state of in volleyball, so they get a lot of good kids. So it's, it's, we've got our hands full. So if you had to... all the way this far, it's a great tournament. We're excited about it. So how many games do you play from start to finish in, on the we, schedule? Well, all these non-pre-conference tournaments usually. Last weekend was a, kind of a weird one, but usually we'll play three three matches in two days. And, the, and then yeah. actually we have Kentucky on Tuesday. Yeah, that's out of so Lexington. We've got a, 
Yeah, we're going to we're Lexington, we're in Lexington on Tuesday night. Oh, okay. So we've got a good little format stretch here in the next, you know, four or five days. Excellent, excellent. So uh, after after you get done here, do you got you got a, a practice session before the game, or how how's that work on a? No, we we just got back. I mean, we we had one this morning. Oh, okay. Got them some food. Uh, what we do now is we we come back. They're all everybody's trying to get ready. Some of the girls are resting a little bit. You know, okay. probably probably doing a little homework. And then we go in, and uh, we have a film session coming up here in a little bit. Okay. So, um, well, real quick, and then we'll no, let you get back to the next thing. Um, you, uh, I know you got some recruits this year, a couple of recruits. Talk to me a little bit about this, uh, who, who, you're, who you're high on and who, who you think is going to m- make some serious noise this year, uh, maybe initially or even down the road a ways. Sure. We've got, we've got four, four freshmen that are with us right now, and then we had uh, a Randy Ewing, who is a transfer senior, uh, who graduated from Fordham and, and transferred here. Um, and uh, as Patrick Ewing started, a lot of people have been excited yeah. about that. But, yeah, um, that's cool. But out of the four freshmen, Mine McClendon from Emmanuel has taken over a starting position. Is that uh, uh, is done she, a phenomenal job? Is that is she a sister of some? Is she? Yeah, that's Her okay. Older that's where I'm, Deja McClendon, who's from Penn State, all American at Penn State. Yeah, okay, that's what well, I saw because we were at the Final Four last year. Hey, I I got you. I got you. Sure. So she she's taken over a starting role. Uh, we have another kid, uh, Cindy Cooper, who's from Atlanta. Uh, who's a freshman middle who's sitting behind two senior middles right now. However, I mean, that's just for the time being. I mean, she's learning so fast. So I can't even say that she wouldn't be in a starting role by the end of the season or mid- middle of the season, but she's definitely going to be playing time. Um, then we have another kid named Giovanni Fossett, who is from St. Louis, and her sister played at Texas and was a four-time All-American. Nice. Um, she's an outside hitter, and she's battling with some other kids, too, and doing a really, really nice job. And I think we're going to see a lot of her this weekend. Well, this is we got quite one the... more kid named Brooke Betts, and she's a she red. She's we're in the process of figuring out if, if she's a redshirt candidate or not because she she tore her ACL in her senior year. She's still not completely recovered yet, and uh, you know, so we're we're just kind of waiting to see what what's going to happen. And uh, we're not going to push it. Obviously, physically, we want her to be a hundred percent. Uh, so we'll we'll see what happens there. So we're I'm excited about all four of them. Oh, really, that's, really that's good yeah. I've been hearing a lot of good buzz from them. I, I, I real soon once you guys get back here in town and stuff like that, I'll come out and check it out. Give me your starting uh, starting six uh, that you're that you're rolling with right now, Ann. You know, right now it's uh, we, we run a six two, so both setters start. So it's Hannah Cavilli and, and Katie George. Um, you know, one of them actually starts the match and the other one comes in, but they're both in the starting rotation. And then Emily Jewell uh, on the right side along with, uh, you know, Carly Sahagian, who's a senior, or Giovanni Fossett, who's a freshman, both, you know, play the other right. Brooke Mattingly, who's a returning senior, middle blocker. She's having a heck of a season so far. And then Randy Ewing's got the other middle spot. Does she still have the Brooke stomp going? Oh, yeah, but Randy's (laughs) is bigger. I'm not kidding you. Really? Perfect. Perfect. Randy is like is going to put her foot through the wall. Through the floor. I mean, it's, uh, when she gets fired up, it is fun. I can't wait. And, uh, and then we have, uh, you know, on the outside, Maya McClendon and a kid named Janelle Jenkins, who was a freshman last year out of Texas and is doing a really nice job. So uh, a really solid group, you know, a couple veterans and for the most part some young kids. But, um, you know, I like them a lot. They're, they're a lot of fun and they're, they're playing very, very hard. We just have to make sure – we just have to focus on – Unforced errors, and I think that's very common with young teams. Yeah, uh, for any sport, uh, just taking care of the ball, you know, and that's ball control and unfor- you know, and just mental part of it too. So that's the thing we're we're, we're kind of focusing on a little bit. We're right. breaking down our opponents like crazy, but we try to kind of, you know, instead of last year where we had an upperclassman laden team, we we gave them a ton of information because they could handle it. This year, we're keeping the information a little bit more on the bench and kind of coaching them through. 
and then trying to get them just to focus on themselves a little bit more. Well, it worked out pretty good last year. Hopefully the same formula and uh, sticking to the, the, the what's got you there uh, keeps going good for you there. And uh, I'll let you get back. you got some it. film session to do here in a bit. I, that's what you were saying, right? So Yeah, yeah, we do. Hey, Ann Cordes, Louisville Cardinal women's volleyball coach, thank you so much. Big East Coaster of the thank Year you. last year. Hopefully we'll get two in a row. Let's go for a two. Let's go for a repeat. What do you say? I'm down. <laughs> I, I, will, I am in, I, you know, because whatever – Whatever we can do to be successful, we'll, we'll take it, you know. But, uh, you know, I'm, if, if those kids come out and, and do what they're doing, I, I think that uh, we can have a really, you know, exciting year with, with how hard they're playing right now. So well, I'm, I'm excited get... for everybody to come out and watch us. I mean, we've yeah. still got two weeks before we're home. But yeah, well, and I'll be out we there. we open up, it's going to be fun. Yeah, we'll be out there. Well, I'll, I'll look you up for sure. I got some new I got some new video and photography stuff that I can play around with the kids too, so. We get you. We'll get, we'll get you. We some really appreciate you. you. Did a great job. Last All right. Year. We really appreciate it. My pleasure, Ann. Uh, always a pleasure talking to you. Uh, enjoy your film session, and uh, hopefully you get a win tonight. And uh, we'll see you soon when you get back in town. All right. Sounds great. Thanks so much, guys. All Take right. Care. See you. Thanks, Ann. Uh, we're going to get off to a break here on fourteen fifty the Sports Buzz and fourteen fifty the Sports Buzz dot com. Welcome back into the program here. We're doing rolling through the afternoon here on a Friday afternoon. It's a good Friday afternoon to be a part of things here in Louisville, Kentucky, because not only is the weather gorgeous, but they got something started t- today. It's already underway. That ain't ever been started before, my friend. What's that? Churchill Downs is open on September. Oh, oh hey, yeah, hey. oh yes, oh yes. Before we get into this NFL talk, we're gonna talk. We're gonna break down this Sunday game. We're gonna talk some ponies a little bit. We're gonna talk a quick pony action here, uh, not to be confused with bony action. <laughs> but whoa, uh, whoa, whoa. Uh, Churchill Downs has started their homecoming meet. It started at one forty-five today. Uh, we're gonna go out there and visit with the kids here in just a minute. And it's always fun when we go out to Churchill Downs. Wouldn't you agree? I, I will say that I love I love the jockeys, man. They're such a lively bunch. You such, love you love the jockeys. They're a rowdy bunch, man. They're you, good. You know that I'm a jockey whisperer. You're a jockey whisperer. <laughs> yes, I've actually been dubbed that by you, I believe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You you have. So, uh, anyway, this program uh, has been brought to you by Paul Kiger Metro Group. He is over here in uh, Southern Indiana, Kentucky, Anna, Louisville area. Uh, buy, sell, rent homes, property, horse farms. I saw he had a beautiful horse farm on there. It's real simple. Give him a call, 502-314-6748, 314-6748, and he'll find you exactly what you're looking for. So uh, 
they're going to have the late pick four today, the first one. You know how I love the 50-cent pick four. Uh, you do love that, that, uh, that, that 50 cent. The 50. Uh, I, you know, like uh, Chris Rock, I like to negotiate with him. Can I get that wager for 25 cents? Yeah. And a candy bar. Can I give you a candy bar and 25 cents for this wager? Sometimes those guys at the window will do it, man. I, I tell you, there's some back, there's some shady stuff goes on at the racetrack, but also good stuff. Uh, we got so, anyway, we're going to give you this pick four. Uh, we're going to run this down. Uh, first, it starts in race seven today. Race seven, eight, nine, and ten. Uh, race seven, eight, nine, and ten, Churchill Downs. Uh, we've got, uh, it's the first race, race seven. We're going to do six, seven, eight, nine. Uh, we're going to go with five, eight, nine, ten in race eight. And then I have a single in race nine. This is a Dale Romans horse. Dale Romans and Ravi Alvarado. Um, he's going to be on on fire this meet, Dale Romans and Ravi Alvarado. But that's the two horse in race nine. That's my single for the pick. Um, we have the single is uh, the single is a horse. If you believe in it, you believe in it. If not, you just you, you can't play a pick four unless you have a single. So um, so if you're going to play this, this is going to cost you forty bucks. This ticket. Because I'm going to finish. I always like to finish the last leg with five horses. What happened to 50 cents? Well, it's 50 cents, but it, it, it cuts a 50 cent pick four wager, ah. but it costs $40. I see, I see. If it was, if it was a dollar wager, it would cost $80. Ah. Guess what it would be if it, it was a $2 wager? 160 bucks. You are a smart, smart man. Before. Math is beautiful. Anyway, so let me recap the first three legs. Six, seven, eight, nine with five, eight, nine, ten with my single, which is the deuce in the ninth race. It's the featured allowance race of the day. There's 10 races there today. So in the last race, I'm going to finish with five horses. Two, four, five, eight, nine. That's a $40, 50-cent pick four wager. And uh, as I told you on the way over here, I've got the internet wager hearings now. And this, my friend, I'm not sure is a, a proper idea. Yeah, I, yeah. we, we <laughs> talked about a little bit about this on the way in, about if this is a good thing or a bad thing. That... Uh, you know, can is it a good thing that you are able to gamble from your couch, essentially? Are you able to go get a snack, go get some chips? Considering that I do all my best work from that same couch. Yeah, no, I you understand. Mean, I can masturbate, eat a sandwich, and wager on the ho- on the horses. All in like twenty minutes. And less than. Are you kidding me? You yeah. give me way too much credit. That's. Uh, as you as you get to be an older man, you learn how to unload the gun as quick as possible. It's and, all about efficiency, <laughs> is what you're telling me. And eating of the sandwiches. So <laughs> anyway, Churchill Downs is underway today. That's very very exciting. They're going to be running all through the month of September, and then we follow that up with Keeneland. We follow that up with the November meet, which has always been the case. And these are the three best best weather months. Weather best best weather Spit it months. Out. Yeah, I'm telling you, it's not mine. Um, in this area, you get September, October, November. You cannot beat the weather in Kentucky. That's all I'm saying. Uh, if you want to call in any time and tell us about your weather stories or how you like to lay in certain kinds of weather, uh, that's the Oxmoor Ford Lincoln Buzz Line. It's 384-1450. Um, you can di- stop by the Oxmoor Ford Service Center if you want. Yeah, Check and, that out. and they, will, they will not only fix your car, but they will also shuttle you to the mall. You know what I'm looking forward to on top of that on the same sort of note? Sunday after I watch all the football games, which we'll talk to on the next side of the break, we'll talk about. Uh, when you're done, Sunday night, 11 o'clock, you tune into the Greg Brom show. Yeah. It's which The, the I, Sunday sports buzz. Yeah. Hey, no, tune in. I'm there, baby. I'm, I'm, telling the, you, I'm the floor director. You, well, you, you better tune in. And, and you know what else? You can call. 
You can call in. You can call you in. You can talk B-Fresh. Yep. He'll patch you in, and you'll talk to whoever his guest is. I need to talk about getting – I need to talk to D, DR and see about getting back on there. Yeah, no. It's been a while. It's been way too long. Well, hey, last week we had Nick Coffee from Card Connect. Now he's in Mexico meeting up with Hector, but, you know. I, we, we need to get I, you on that, there. I, what, 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 oh, you haven't heard? Nick Coffee is making a drug run south of the border. Oh, he, uh, well, I, I gathered that by Hector you meant he was a Hispanic lad. Yeah, well, okay. <laughs> Nick Nick was in Mexico two months oh, ago, and now he's back for some reason wow, in the middle of hurricane wow. season. He, he's by himself without his wife? No, he took his wife because oh, okay, well, he then. needs a mule because they're not going to pat her down. <laughs> Wow, oh man, you you have to you have to you have to hear from old Nick Coffee on that. By the way, Nick Coffee's on at six o'clock every day. Yeah, no, five he's, o'clock, five he's, o'clock. He's skyping from Mexico, but he's week. on every day at yeah. five. Oh yeah, Sky, skyping. That's a great show. If you want the Cardinal coverage, man, Nick Coffee's got it. He's inside, it, man, in the Cardinal Connect. So. Anyway, um, we've got to take another quick break here. I wanted to remind everybody, my friends from Sound Tribe Sector Nine are out at the Red Rocks area of town. The Red Rocks, they're they're playing tonight with a bunch of other good bands. It's going to be real, real good. It's going to be real, real good, man. You can always, you can catch them. Uh, Red Rocks is the best place in the world to see this, a concert. It's incredible. It's incredible. So, um, and uh, when we come back from the break, we're going to talk about the NFL games on Sunday. We're going to talk a little bit of Major League Baseball because it's heating up. Uh, and then we're going to recap what uh, Mr. Peyton Manning did last night. Not four times, not five times. On the flip side of the break here, on the afternoon drive on 1450 The Sports Buzz and 1450thesportsbuzz.com. Oh, that's so good. That's so good right there. I mean, can, how could you not, how could you have clothes on? How I don't could know. you have clothes on? I mean, this I, is the, I was, the, this is this I will give you that. This is one of those, you know, bands and songs that you that you listen to out at those music festivals where uh, there's there are like, very little clothes. It's like why am I clothed? Anyway. All right. So, we got a few more things to talk about I'd today. Live at those music festivals if I could. Uh, who are you kidding? You'd live anywhere as long as you as long as you've got couch space, you're good. Be fresh. Um, I forgot to tell everybody the um, the September yearling sale starts next week. I'm going to take my crony uh, Be Fresh out to see some horse flesh and uh, show them the ins and outs of how to buy a racehorse. Because you know you can buy a racehorse for five thousand and end up being a Derby champion or a Breeders' Cup champion for lots of money. Oh, I, I didn't know that, but now that I know I could flip my money around like that, oh, I will definitely come learn. Uh, it's better than flipping houses. You can also lose. Largely, you can lose but, everything. It, so it's kind of like betting on horses on like a on like a big scale, much right? bigger scale. Well, but I I like to think a little bit of education goes a long way when you're talking about these things. Uh, but that starts this week, ne- uh, next week. Sorry, me Monday, Monday through like the following Tuesday, the following Wednesday or something like that. We gonna we'll be out there maybe Wednesday and Thursday. There's lots of stuff going on in in Lexington. They, they got the, you know, of course, right after that, they have the fall, their fall meet, which is probably the best of all horse racing meets uh, to think of. So, but that's going on. Um, we have 
a huge weekend ahead of us, and I haven't even talked about it yet. I can't tell you, be licious, how unbelievably excited I am about Sunday and Monday. You know why I'm excited about Sunday and Monday? Holla at me. Why are you excited? Well, besides the fact that I get to sleep in both days and I don't have any obligations, although I need to, I need to get out there and, and get to work, if you know what I'm saying. But uh, it's football time, buddy. It's NFL football time. And for legions and legions and legions of people across this fine country, it means fantasy football time. Now, I got on our way last night, actually. So it's not the official beginning of the NFL season, which was last night uh, in Denver. Uh, it was Denver at home against the defending champion Baltimore Ravens. What's your thoughts on this game? I, I Kind of a one-man show, wasn't it? It kind of was, <laughs> but at the same time, you know, football is one of those sports where it's a team. It, that is a team sport. Basketball, baseball, one guy can get hot and, you know, take over. Football is one of those things where – you know, you're going to have some bumps and bruises year to year because your team isn't going to be the same, and it's such a team game. Uh, yeah, it is a team game. Base, baseball's in the same ballpark. I, I'll give you, I'll give you, uh, I'll give you basketball a little bit, golf. You don't think Fuig is the one who put the Dodgers where they are? I think he inspired Gonzalez to start hitting again. Uh, Hanley Ramirez to start hitting again. The pitching staff has always been solid. Let's not forget that. The Dodgers won a lot of close games this year. A lot of close games. There's a lot of fire that was ignited by Yasiel Puig. He's a bad boy. There's no question about it. He immediately, and we talked about this, immediately after his surge of the first two or three weeks where he was just unbeatable, um, he he got a little bit lukewarm. They found out the ways to pitch to him, pitched around him and stuff. He's not lighting it up like he's, you know, you know he's not the highlight reel like he was for about two weeks. Right. I mean, every two for two weeks, it was like every time, oh, here's... Week again, woo, long ball, game walk-off. And how many of those were walk-offs, remember? No, they were mostly or walk-offs. he was involved with walk-offs or being on base for walk-offs. He also oh. did a lot of running through third base, you know, stop signs and all I don't that. think he has any trouble keeping it sexy either. No, no, <laughs> not a... Did I, you see the pictures of him and LeBron and Matt Kemp partying down in uh, South Beach? Oh, oh with, the, with the rest of the Cuban people? <laughs> he was, man, he was down wow. there with his people. Oh, I'm telling you, so, um, well... We uh, we are running out of time on today's show, so let's let's look at these NFL football games from start to finish. We uh, last night was pretty much the Peyton Manning show. It was a team sport for for sure, but six seven touchdown passes. I mean, come on, that's bananas. I did. Where, I, where is the Baltimore Ravens secondary? We'll see. That's that's what I mentioned. Where but, is the Baltimore Ravens linebacking core? That's well. See, Ray Lewis is gone, so you know you lost that. You lost that leadership there. You did lose that. He, he Joe Flacco has been quoted as saying his his pregame speeches were moronic. Made but no sense. They worked. It was like, like it doesn't it like, matter. How do who? Hi, hey, ha! Praise the Lord. Let's play football. Where are the dogs at? <laughs> Praise the Lord. Where my family? Where my brothers at? <laughs> Praise no. the Lord. <laughs> <laughs> no, but no, the, the Ravens were also, uh, along with Ray Lewis, they were missing five other guys from that defense. You could tell there's a lot of communication issues. Yeah, yeah, a yeah, lot of, yeah. A lot of all that stuff. For sure. So let me run down what we're going to do here today. We're going to break down these, these, these NFL games from top to bottom. We'll start with uh, New England and Buffalo, first starter, and then, yeah, start and stop. Yeah, and we'll up. Uh, We'll go from top to bottom, and we'll both pick who we think is going to win and the score of the game and maybe give it a little. A little bit of uh, a little bit of salt and pepper, if you would. So, uh, so we're gonna look at this first game Sunday. These are there is a plethora of one o'clock games. There's nine, it looks like, possibly ten one o'clock games. We'll start at the very top. I don't know what kind of schedule you got, but we're gonna look at the uh, New England Buffalo game to start with. It's at Buffalo, one o'clock. I, I Who got, wins it? You and, gotta go with New England, man. Buffalo's got one player. That's C.J. Spiller. 
CJ Spiller, New England wins it. Belichick, no matter who he's fielding, who he's got on the field, who his wide receivers are, nonsense. It's all nonsense. He's got Tom Brady, number 12. And Buffalo is one of those teams you could play name that quarterback because you're really not sure who the quarterback is. It could be yeah, Jeff Tool. Fitzpatrick is hurt. So Fitzpatrick talk- plays for Tennessee. And he's gone. Yeah, he plays yeah, for so Tennessee. That's even worse than hurt. Uh, <laughs> uh, but he, don't they have a rookie? Yeah, see, yeah, name so, that quarterback. Yeah, name that quarterback. Exactly. So we both have New England. Give me a score. Oh man, New England's going to roll over him, thirty-five to fourteen. That's close to what I was thinking. I was thinking thirty-six ten. I was thinking thirty-six ten. So move on. We both have New England in that game. Uh, you can check it out on the LiveSportsCaster.com. We have the podcast. That's our own private, uh, or not private, but our exclusive uh, podcast provider, LiveSportsCaster.com. Our fourteen fifty the SportsBuzz.com and log on the podcast, and you can go back and check your stats with us. Um, Tennessee travels to Pittsburgh, also at one o'clock. Uh, see. Pittsburgh, I'm not so sure on, and Tennessee's one of those teams that just has one player, Chris Johnson. I think that's a it's an ugly game, but I think Pittsburgh pulls it out 17-10. Yeah, Pittsburgh's – I'm interested. I'm interested to see what goes down with Pittsburgh this year. It's, I'm, I'm really concerned, I'm not going to lie. I think they got enough to get it done against Tennessee. I think uh, Chris – Chris Johnson has a pretty good game against Pittsburgh because that defense is soft up a little bit. And they're pretty old, man. And they're, they're not going to be able to keep up with him. And old. Be careful with those old comments. And that's my team. Pittsburgh wins at home in a, in a tight game, uh, 17-10. 17-10, Pittsburgh at home. New Orleans hosts Atlanta. This is an interesting conference game. Yeah. Big game to start the season. Sean Payton's first game. If Sean Payton's first game back, well played from his suspension from the – what was that? The Watergate issue, <laughs> the, the the Bounty Gate scandal, the Bounty Gate scandal, whatever. The, the Lewinsky that. issue. Too much, way too much focus on that. Yeah, in my opinion. So anyway, um, I actually got uh, Atlanta winning this game. I, I think New Orleans has got some sham. I think they got a lot of uh, a few games to get it all figured out. I think that New Orleans comes in with the first game with Sean Payton and just wins it on pure emotion and guts and pure want emotion. To. Okay, so what do you got score-wise? Here, want to. That's going to be a a high-scoring game. That's going to be 28-21. Perfect. I've got Matt Ryan as my fantasy quarterback. I love it. Love where you're at. Uh, I've got Atlanta winning with a field goal, a Matt Bryan field goal late in the game after a shootout, high-scoring, 42-39, 42-41, whatever, something like that. So uh, this is a a game that everybody's waiting to see. Tampa Bay travels to the New York Jets. (laughs) Uh, Are you on the edge of your seat? I am. No, I mean, hey, Tampa Bay's got a pretty good offense, man, and they got Darrell Revis. Darrell Revis going back to New York. They're in talking. Week one. They're talking Doug Martin running all over the NFL this year. Hey, hey don't sleep on Josh Freeman, man. I know he hasn't. Don't he sleep hasn't, on Josh Freeman. He, he hasn't. Hey, he hasn't been putting up some good numbers. Have but hey, thought, have you thought about this? Yeah, he's. Hey, look, he's a big guy. He's a big mobile quarterback, big arm. He's got wide receivers. He's got a running back. I was talking about sleeping on. <laughs> oh Josh no, 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 no! I'm saying no. don't do not sleep on Josh Freeman as a I quarterback. I, I hear you. I don't know about fantasy, but we'll see. He, he has a tendency to get to bring him back at the end of the games. He had right. that last year. So um, Tampa Bay wins this game because I think the Jets are going to be abysmal this year. Yeah, the best That's, players, Bilal Powell. No hey, offense, yeah. Louisville fans. And they're but. talking. <laughs> yeah, they're talking about Sanchez starting. Whatever. If, if you're still figuring out that Sanchez is whether he's going to be the good guy or not, then you've got no shot. Name that quarterback. They suck. Uh, Kansas City travels to Jacksonville. Jacksonville, Another game of Jacksonville's abysmal. Ja- <laughs> abysmal. They're, you like that word? They're awful. Yes. <laughs> Jacksonville is awful. They are pitiful, uh, but but I think Kansas City is still new to this offense and everybody getting into the system together. I think they at Jacksonville. I think Marine Stones Drew has a big game. The b- little bowling ball has coming, a, coming off injury, coming off an injury, healthy big game for for Marie Stones Drew in a low scoring game of fumble the bumbly bumbly boos. It's like thirteen ten, Jacksonville. Uh 
It'll be a low-scoring game, I'll give you that. But see, I like Alex Smith, man, a little bit too much. I think Alex Smith is a is an NFL quarterback. I think he's he's got a shot in Andy Reid's offense to be very accurate, which is what he is. I don't know, man. I think they got 21, you know, 21-17 Kansas City. Okay. I like Kansas City That's all year. the time we need to spend on that game. Seattle goes to Carolina. This is a game of Seattle's defense versus Cam Newton, in my opinion. Yeah, but they got to go from West Coast to East Coast. They got to travel, and, they, yeah, and then and then they got to deal with Cam Newton running around and running over them. But it's the first game of the season, so they've probably been there for three or four days. Okay, that's true. You see what I'm saying? I, I see that. Point. Stick with me, be, be fresh. But that's good. That's a good factor. Middle of the season, that's a huge factor. It can be, especially if you do like a Sunday night game and they come back on Thursday. Mm-hmm. Um, it should be noted we both picked Denver to blow. Baltimore out. Oh, yeah. Should be noted. So, uh, anyway, uh, Carolina at home against Seattle. I think Seattle's got enough on both sides of the ball to, to handle this game. But I think that there's a lot of value fantasy wise for Carolina in this game. Oh, yeah. Cam Newton's my guy. I got Cam Newton and Steve Smith. So, wow. You well, look them. out you, my league. Wow. <laughs> you heard it here first. <laughs> Bombs away is what you've got. But, uh, anyway, so you got, so you got Seattle winning? Um, are you going to take a stand on home? Carolina. I got I got Carolina winning, man. I think Carolina is better than people think. I think their defense is very good. I think their offense has improved this year. They're yeah. not going to have that stable of running backs. You're going to have one guy. So okay, so we're running out of time here. So now we're just picking them. We're going to go the rest of these games to close out the show here. Miami right. at home against Cleveland. You got to go Cleveland, man. Ah, that's Trent Richardson. I'll go Miami Lee. just to go on the other side for okay. you. Minnesota at Detroit. Detroit all day, baby. Whoa, I got you too. I'm with you there. Detroit, Indianapolis at home against Oakland. I think that Oakland is luck. Gonna, luck, I, luck gets it done, doesn't he? Yeah, I think that Oakland is in the running for Teddy Bridgewater next year. Wow, Oakland and Bridgewater, woo! Uh, you, Cardinal fans unite. I'm just hey. send him out to the ghetto. Yeah, send, send him, him out, out to, to the Oakland. Shack. Woo! All right, so uh, uh, B Fresh has got Teddy Bridgewater going to Oakland. Write it down. Uh, <laughs> San Francisco's at home against Green Bay, uh, NFC Ooh. monster game. Ooh, very interesting. At home, San Francisco. I think San Francisco at home plays good defense. Green Bay got to go east to west. Green Bay wins this game. Okay. Aaron Rodgers is too much. St. Louis, Arizona. Arizona, man. That defense is unstoppable. They got the Honey Badger. Arizona's going to be good this year. He's going to be good this year. We'll talk about that later on other shows. We'll find out. Uh, Giants, Dallas, NFC game. You got to go Giants. I will never pick Tony Romo. I've taken Dallas at home. Really? To to shock. I think the Giants are going to be down this year. Anyway, everybody says that another, about them every another year. interconference, same conference, NFC uh, East. East, Philadelphia at Washington. I'm gonna have to go Monday with Monday uh, Night Football. Man, man, it's Are, like it's like who do you like more, like I, or less? Who do you not yeah, like yeah, less? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I don't. know. I'm gonna have to go Philly in that one. All right, we got another you. defense I, is abysmal. I, I'll take Philly in that one as well at Washington. And then the final game of this week one of the NFL football season takes Houston out to San Diego. Oh boy. I got the resurging. Watch people scramble on the waiver wire for Andre Johnson after him and Matt Schaub hook up for about 35 points Yeah, in that game and kill the San Diego Chargers. Yeah, San, Diego, San Diego's best player is Manti Teo. And he's not very good. So, and, yeah. Uh, anyway, we, we'll, we'll talk to you about We'll wrap these games up on Monday uh, on the afternoon drive here. I've been big nasty with my co-host, Mr. B. Fresh. And uh, enjoy your weekend, man. Stay safe. You too, man.
Welcome in Afternoon Drive, hour number two here. Big shout out my man Big Nasty uh, doing this the right way in hour number one, talking about NFL, baseball, and everything else under the sun that enters his labyrinth of a sick mind that he owns. Uh, man, Brandon Zell's on the side of glass. Uh, we'll clock to get into today. A little extra time this afternoon on Friday. We'll go to about 525 today. A little bonus afternoon drive for those stuck in traffic. Of course, we'll be followed at 5.30 by the Kentucky High School kickoff show. We had the show starting off, I guess, kicked off last week, no pun intended, uh, and went was awesome uh, with uh, several coaches across the southern Indiana and northern Louisville area joining uh, Jason Frakes of the Curry Journal and Matt Dennison. They'll be in studio today from 5.30 to 6.30 again this week and every Friday night getting you ready for all the big high school games going on in the area so looking forward to that. And, of course, at 6.30, we'll have the Wendy's pregame show for tonight's action on Southern Indiana High School Football Main Source Bank. Coverage of Southern Indiana High School Football as we are every Friday night with Charleston visiting Clarksville this week at 7 o'clock. And Paul Love on the call there at Clarksville. So make sure to check that out. Of course, at 5.30, as I said, again, the Kentucky High School kickoff show with Jason Frakes and Matt Dennison. Two guys, I swear, that, that if there's any they, – they know more about high school – kids and what's going on in high schools that what they say something's going to be cool it becomes trendy in the high schools that's how far advanced they are in the knowledge of what's going on in high school sports are you and saying athletics. are you saying they're more connected to the youth than me yes yes i, they I are. don't buy it they are that connected to everything that's how they know all the information like the buster only of high school sports like the peter gammons of high like school adam sports. schefter he's just he's yeah. got he's got a beeper and three cell phones the, working like the ed warder yeah they're like the, like the, the john clayton they either have a ponytail Actually, Dennis would be funny with a ponytail. Yeah, he doesn't have enough hair for it, but he would be interesting to see him do it. I think that's um, a mullet over here in southern Indiana. <laughs> it's a, so make sure to – hair nonetheless, uh, knowledge is definitely there on both of those individuals, and they'll have all that from 5.30 to 6.30, followed by, as I said, again, the pregame show, the Wendy's pregame show at 6.30, as well as the main source bank game of the week this Friday night, tonight at 7 o'clock when Charleston and visits Clarksville. Uh, also, real quick to tell, remind you, tomorrow, a lot of the action we're going to get into talking about the games this weekend, both NFL and college football. And we've got a bunch of them for you this weekend on our airwaves. The Western looks to go 2-0 and in the SEC, which is funny since they're a Sunbelt team, as they uh, start their pregame show at 11 a.m. here on these airwaves. 12 p.m. kickoff. Toppers visit the Volunteers. A little less friendly atmosphere down in the state of Tennessee than they got in Nashville last week at LP Field when they played Kentucky but I hope looking, Petrino looking to go 2-0 and versus the SEC this week as well as, of course, we will be bringing you the Notre Dame-Michigan. It might be the last time in a long time these two teams play, so make sure you turn in. 7 p.m. as the pregame show gets going tomorrow night, 8 o'clock kickoff. Notre Dame and Michigan for what may be, well, next year I guess they play in, I think, uh, Notre Dame would be the last game of the series. But the last time Notre Dame possibly will ever go to the big house. Who do you got? Until one of their players commits a crime, then he goes to the big house. What do you got? Uh, I've got Michigan, I think. Notre Dame plays, they'll commit crimes. Let's get this. <laughs> uh, was the last time a Notre, play, Notre Dame player went to jail? Uh, no, they don't commit crimes. They just fake relationships. That's hot. That's not a crime. Can I get a rim, <laughs> can I get a rim shot on that one? Can I get a rim shot? Uh, wow. Okay. The, what's, yeah. That's a good question. When's the last time a Notre Dame player did commit a crime? When's what, last, what was the kid that Jimmy, was it one of the kids got caught drinking? Wasn't uh, it? Are you, think, are you maybe, thinking about the BYU kid? No, somebody got caught drinking. Yeah, and they weren't supposed to be driving. Somebody got caught drinking. 
They weren't supposed to be drinking and then maybe yeah. I, I don't know. That's a good question. I have to think. Google about that. Notre Dame player getting arrested. Just see what's going on. Yeah, they're, they're, you know, I'm I'm do like the kids nowadays, like you guys were saying a minute ago. That's their problem. Um, that's why I, they haven't been winning. No the kids are getting arrested. They don't have to go do Dewey Decimal like we did as kids. They don't have to go to the library find a book. That, that see, that's their problem. Notre Dame players lack of arrests, no championships. Florida three titles, tons of arrests. Coincidence? I think not. Uh, also, real quick, uh, Monday we kick off. Our, our start with a great relationship with IU Southeast. We will begin the home of the official Southeast Grenadiers. Not the Grenadiers. Uh, the Grenadiers. The Grenadiers. September 9th, Mr. Matt Dennison will be out at Tucker's American Favorites each and every Monday night at 7 o'clock, starting this Monday night at 7 o'clock for the Grenadier Sports Report. He'll have coaches, athletes, and all other sorts of friends over at IU Southeast, as well as Wiley Brown, head basketball coach. I believe they have the volleyball coach. Uh, this one, so this week, starting off this Monday at Tucker. So make sure to go check that out. Tucker's a great place to eat and great place to get some entertainment. My man Matt Dennison, almost as much as it's fun to have entertainment. My man Perrin Johnson joining me in studio today. A little bonus time before we get into the kickoff shows of high school sports. Uh, Perrin, and a lot to get into. Uh, obviously, we've got NFL games. One started last night. We've got several this Sunday. Uh, we'll have the Cardinals and Rams as well on these airways at 4 o'clock on Sunday. For all you NFL fans out there, and of course a lot of college football to get into as well this weekend. Uh, one thing happening this weekend I wanted to start off with, though, on a local note, and that's uh, your former head coach, Rick Pitino, will be inducted into the Hall of Fame this Sunday. And I was thinking about this. I don't know who makes the plans for the dates for these inductions, but can you make any worse decision than do it on the opening weekend of NFL? I mean, does the, does the do they not already, want anybody to care? It was already booked. Uh, it was already booked in advance. Uh, it was booked, God knows how long ago. I got my invite. Uh, I was talking to Andre McGee. He got his invite recently. Else, we all got our invite. Are you so. going? Uh, no. Can I have your invite? Uh, if you can, go ahead. <laughs> yeah. I put, I'll put it to you like this. I can put it to you like this. I, I really wanted to go. I really did. I'd want to go. The the invite was uglier. Then Bismarcky and you having a baby. <laughs> what does when that I mean? This, I mean, I when, I, when I say the people like the invite, I'm talking about the price tag, people. Oh, okay. <laughs> wait, price. hold on, wait. As a former player, you don't get to just go watch. Oh your coach no, no, get I got the di- I got the discount. The, di- the discount was like a dust off. Oh, okay. <laughs> so, so I mean, I will tell you that much. I know so a lot. Unless of, I can sell a kidney, I probably can't afford it. Is what you're telling you, me. You, you can sell a kidney, and then after you sell your kidney, you're like, damn, I should have got more for my kidney, probably. <laughs> so. I mean, don't get me wrong. Like you know, I would I love to go, but I, I just had a lot going on with that, and uh, you know, that surgery when they cut my leg open put a nice little dent in my pocket. Yeah, that'll so do it. I am, you know, yes, I'm putting my business out there. If you're wondering, but yes, I am not going. But I, I wish I could be there. I will be there in spirit. I got my invite on my refrigerator. If you want to see, it. it's kind of cool. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> I'd like to actually see a picture of that. You need to tweet that. I'm, I'm gonna tweet it out to you. Uh, of course, uh, Patino will be introduced by Dick Vitale and Hubie Brown. Uh, Roger Brown will be out there getting ducked as well. Reggie Miller, and Mel Daniels, bringing him in. Gary Payton run his mouth up there. Gary Can't wait Payton. to hear his see his speech. I, I think it's funny how Gary Payton went, went kind of ran his mouth the other earlier in the week, saying how John Stockton was a harder player to guard than Michael Jordan. But I, gr- who's I agree inducting with that. Gary Payton? I agree with John that. Stockton. But I but you know, I agree with that statement because you know why? Hey, what's that? You know, the, when you when you play against guys and you know you talk smack to them and they're going to talk smack back, you know, Michael Jordan's going to talk smack back to you. You know he's going to score his points. Bird talk smack, Miller you know, talk smack. All those guys are going to talk smack to you. But John Stockton's not going to – what he said was John Stockton's not – you're not going to rattle him. He's going to keep playing his game. He's going to keep shooting jumpers and finding guys open. 
and uh, he he doesn't need a lot of uh, space to get a shot off. He's he's slow, but he's not slow. He's good. He's quick with the dribble, which is what made him such a great player. He's an all-time leader in assists in NBA history, and he's like top one, two, or three in steals. So when you think about that. You know, he for a guy that's not a non-athlete, he did a tremendous job, and that's why Gary Payne is trying to say to him that John Stockton is so tremendous because he cannot be stopped when you watch him play. And I think John Stockton and Talk Trash, he had guys like Mark Eaton and Carl Malone who had his back, and when you got you got monsters of that size backing you up. You but those guys like, weren't big talkers either when you think about it. Well, Mark Eaton, which no one understood what he said. He, well, he, Mark he, Eaton wasn't a trash talker. Look at him. He looked like I think he, Malone talked trash. No, nah, he bit. didn't talk oh, trash. Oh yes, he did. Okay, how do you know? I just watch game film. Look at the way yeah. he acted. His the mannerisms. How? How? He was a. Tra- I guarantee I do talk trash. Carl, See, Carl Malone talking trash is probably the funniest thing ever with his accent. Yeah, great. See yeah. the guy. The, the guy named the mailman's running it. Come yeah, on now. Come on, who's running it? How many mailmen you know run it like that? <laughs> That's come a on. Good point. Uh, Newman. Who's Newman? <laughs> Seinfeld. <laughs> oh, that's exactly my point. No, that that's not trash. You talking. can't you can't use Seinfeld as a reference here. See, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. He uses classic great stuff as apples, references. Apples to oranges. Uh, You're right. yes. David Berkowitz was a mailman. He ran it pretty. He talked. Who's he David, talked trash. Who's David Burke? Son of Sam. That's like his home. It's like the mailman that comes to his house. That's who that's, that is. It's the son of Sam who uh, pretty much you don't want to talk trash to him at all because what he does. Uh, but Narkeen getting dressed by Dominique Wilkins. Apparently, what I was coming to is uh, reading this list. I started thinking about it. If you were to be inducted in the Hall of Fame, who would you want inducting you? Who would I want inducting me into the Hall of Fame? If you were getting into the Basketball Hall of Fame, and you had, now keep in mind, it has to be somebody who's already in the Hall of Fame is by rule. So it has to be somebody. So it has who's to be in, somebody already in the Hall of Fame. I'm inducted to the Hall of Fame, but it has to be somebody I know. Well, so not necessarily. No, I mean, I don't know how Bernard King and Dominique Wilkins are friends. They never played with each other. They didn't. I would want somebody really funny to do it. And I don't know if there's anybody that's really funny yet that's in the Hall of Fame. At this point, I guess you could name your coach. Maybe Charles Barkley because he's a good storyteller. Yeah. Only thing I don't like that Charles Barkley does when he talks, he goes, let me tell you something. And he says, you know, you know, he says it all the time. But outside of that, I think he would really be a really good storyteller. Most people thought Perrin was terrible at basketball. But look, <laughs> who's <laughs> laughing now as he enters the Hall of I Fame? Mean, <laughs> like, you know, you want somebody that's going to entertain and have yeah. everybody engaged. I feel like he would have you engaged. Reggie Miller's underratedly funny. Yeah. I would like Reggie Miller to Miller do Miller would be my easy choice, clearly, because I'm a diehard Reggie Or Reggie Chris Mullen, because he sounds like a bootleg version of Rocky. Like, hey, you know, me and Parent back in the day. You hey. just think <laughs> Chris because he was in the Too Legit to Quit video. I mean, that too. <laughs> I mean, he, he's, he's, a, he's a, the best, like, one the, the second best white dude ever to play in the NBA outside of what? Reggie, like, Reggie Bird? Larry Bird. Larry Bird, not Reggie Bird. Uh, <laughs> there's a lot of players in the 50s that might want like, to argue remember, that. Remember Larry Bird said, I felt disrespected when a black guy didn't guard me? <laughs> I, mean, I love that story. <laughs> no, uh, no, no, Bill Ross. Russell loved like you don't want the old. I mean, I like Bill Russell, but Bill Russell. <laughs> you ever see you ever see Bill Russell on TV when they show him like at the All Star game? He's yeah. always about to pass out. <laughs> like yeah, I don't no, know. that's the point. It'd be like, like grandpa. 70, so, and like you know, and another example when uh, Coach Martino told this story when we were in college, he said Bill Russell when he when he came to talk to the pace when the when he came to talk when the Celtics when the Celtics had the job, he didn't refer to Antoine Walker as Antoine Walker. He referred to him as number eight, <laughs> and he said number eight's got to be. More of a team player. So now Antoine Walker played in NBA a good amount of time. Yeah, has, has a, yeah, he has a couple of all-star games under his belt, I believe. Attitude could have possibly made him better, maybe, right. but we don't know. So I mean, now still Antoine, a good career. if Antoine Walker's not getting referred to by first name basis, why do I want him to talk about me? <laughs> <laughs> I'm definitely not getting mentioned. So well, hey, Walker, in his de- in slight defense, I think Walker was a rookie that year, wasn't he? Probably. Uh, I don't know if it was his first or second year. And I'm he was sure. doing the commercials. I'm employee number eight for the longest time yeah, when he but first now, got in the But league. think about that. Now, so. if, this, if this guy right here, who made over 100 million, about 90 to 100 million dollars. 
is not getting referred to by first name and has a national championship to his name and all that other great stuff. It was a building block for your franchise when brought in. Yeah. Yes, if he's not getting too referred to by first name basis, <laughs> he's definitely going to be like, he's not going to call me Perrin. He might even call me P. He might he might even call me J. <laughs> he might even call me by my, my number. He might, yo, this guy right here. That's what I might get called. So yeah, I'm definitely not having Bill Russell. No, no disrespect to Bill Russell. I think he has 11 championships, 12 of you count as college championship. But yeah. I just don't want him to, you know, he might fall asleep during the time I'm up there. So One of the best ones this weekend might be uh, the, the Jerry Tarkanian, Bill Walton inducting him. and That's I, awesome. I don't know where these two are connected because they didn't, he never played for Bill Walton. Well, Bill Walton is from California. He's from San Diego, California. Yeah, but Tark coached Fresno. Jer- Jer- Jerry Tarkanian got his start at Long Beach State, and, yeah. a, and he's a California guy. So that's that's the connection Maybe a there. little bit of connection. I just, so that, yeah, that I just is, thought that he was looking for something entertaining to put out there. No, but Bill Walton's <laughs> awesome. You know, he's a, he's a great, entertaining guy when he, you hear him talk. he's Obviously, he's drawn back because he's had a lot of health issues. He's had a lot of... A lot of like a couple vertebrae in his, in his in his hands and a couple joints fused. And you know, if you have anything fused, you're pretty jacked. Uh, on, so. a fl- on a flip note, if you could go back and, and anybody in any point in time could induct anyone into the basketball fame, who would you want to induct? Into? Who would I want to induct in the Hall of Fame? And it could be somebody already in there. And again, uh, my answer is lazy mm. because I'm going Reggie Miller, obviously. Because I would I would idol. love to induct Coach Patino into the Hall of Fame. Yeah, I would. I think that would be fun because we've had you know having so much experience with him. On a face-to-face level and being in a, you know, then all the stuff that people want to talk about. People don't want to see games because people have seen games. But people want to, like, the best part about being on a team and playing at the highest level is, well, first of all, when you play professional sports, you are in the, only 1% of the world ever gets to do that. Less than 1% of the no. world. So you're in the top 1% of the world in something. That's enough for itself right there. I think that's a very special thing. And to hang out with those guys and to be in the top 1% of the world or to say that you're in the top 1% of the world in something is amazing. And I think that would be great to sit there and talk about your experiences with those human beings because a lot of people love these people, see these people, want to be these people. You know, over the years, they want their kids to be these people and you want you practice on being these type of people. So I think that is an amazing thing in itself. You know, so many people want to, wanted to be that guy. So to watch that guy be what he is is a great thing, and to hear him tell the stories and war battles he experienced that you never got to see because you weren't in the locker room with that guy is a great thing. Uh, Hubie Brown, I think, will do a great job. I'm looking forward to it. Dick I Vitale, love, I, was, I think his head might blow up at some point. I like Dick Vitale, but if you ever heard Hubie Brown give a speech, it's one of the most moving and greatest things ever. Oh, I'm, I'm looking Hubie, forward to Hubie, Hubie Brown. Brown is a, Hubie Brown paints you a picture. Um, so, but like when like the person who ever gave me the worst speech ever that I expected a lot out, out of was Derek Jeter. And uh, that kind of disappointed me. I, I expected a lot what out of him. What speech did you see? Were you talking about like an well, we were, or something? It was a year we went to the NIT. We weren't playing that well. Yeah. And he was in town to um, give a, you know, talk to the baseball team because the baseball team had a banquet and they had Tino Martinez in town and Derek Jeter. Um, Tino is and Coach uh, Patino's his, a big bro- his brother-in-law used to be the coach at Louisville. Yeah. Coach Patino is a big, 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 big uh, Yankees fan, as yeah. obvious because he's a New Yorker. Go figure. So with that being said um, – he goes, Derek, you know, all these guys want to be a winner. And we were struggling, so these guys want to be a winner. So I want you to tell these guys what it takes to get to your level, to be the Yankee captain, to do all the great things that you've done and we've seen you do to win multiple World Series. He gets his whole dialogue, the whole dissertation of this man's bio, which is phenomenal. Yeah. And then the next thing you know, Derek Jeter, the, the, what he says, everybody loves a winner, guys. <laughs> That's why you got to win. And just drops the mic. 
That's what he did. <laughs> that was the speech. I was like, okay, you. Can, I, that's what I got out of Derek Jeter. Like, I didn't get a, I didn't get a great story on why he reached out to become the man he was or what his family experiences. I got everybody loves a winner. I, I can tell pi- me something I don't know, Derek. I can picture Jeter was out like all night the night before, and he he gets a call like an hour before this event and was like, hey, Derek. I guess you forgot. We need you to do a speech. He's like, oh crap. He's like Ben Affleck preparing for a role. But, but He's like, oh no! Said, in five minutes, I got to be Henry VIII. But with that being said, we're gonna. <laughs> I'm gonna say this, we're gonna go. To, we're gonna go to break real quick. Trevor, take us out. And uh, you know, of all the things you expect from somebody, imagine meeting one of the guys you look up to your whole life, <laughs> and the first thing he says is, like, you know, you meet if you're a chef and you meet Emerald. Hey, Emerald, tell us what drove you to be who you are. And the only thing he says. Salt put, makes let, me put, let me put some of this pepper on here. <laughs> Bam! And walks away. That, that's what I got. That's what I got right there. I was like are so you, I was like slapped in the face. Are you sure there were no women around to, to there distract, was no, there distract were, Derek? It was a locker room full of sweaty men oh, wow. and men in suits. There were no <laughs> men to be distracted. There was a woman yeah. on his mind. In Jeter's defense, uh, he's never had to say many words. He just usually walks up to a woman and was just like, hey. Derek Jeter. Okay. Everybody loves a winner. And he's going home Derek, with her. Derek Jeter. Hey, uh, Jessica Alba was not walking through that door. But anyway. <laughs> uh, we've got to get to a break. Come back. Uh, we've got, got a lot to get into today. The some headline news as well as the Hall of Fame. 384-1450. 384-1450. Zox before they can buzz line. Just to care. If you could induct anybody or who you would you let induct you into the Basketball of Fame, give us thoughts on your idea as well as you can give us a text at 414 1450 on the lowest gun. I would let two chains, two chains induct me to the Hall of Fame. I wouldn't do that because he just True. Said, he would just stand up at the mic all day and go two chains. We'll never hear who's inducting. Uh, we'll be right back. Afternoon drive. <laughs> And we are back to afternoon drive, fourteen fifty to sports buzz. A little bit, a little bit after four thirty. Trevor, there's so much to talk about. Um, you know, I want to talk to you about uh, NFL, and I want to talk to you about college. We have so much to talk about that with us having the extra half hour. So, I mean, uh, I'm so excited for this weekend. But um, before we get into all of that, I just want to remind everybody that the Oxmoor Four League and Buzzline call in and tell us who you would have. Uh, induct you into the Hall of Fame. You can call the Oxmore Ford Lincoln Buzz Line 502-384-1450. Oxmore, Oxmore Ford is next to Oxmoor Mall, and it's now extended service hours from 7 a.m. to 9 p.m. Monday through Friday and 8 a.m. to 4 on 4 p.m. on Saturday. So if you need your oil change, they do all makes and models, and they can get you together. Ain't that right, Mr. Oh, Trevor? Great waiting area, too. And if you don't want to wait in their waiting area and watch their big screen TVs and a nice comfy couch, you can always just take a shuttle, and they'll take you right over to Oxmoor Mall, do a little shopping, maybe stop by Poster Man. And uh, then just kind of come pick you up when your car is ready. Uh, yes. Also, uh, same 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 question, uh, different outlet. Four one four fourteen fifty is the uh, Lotus Gunwork text line. My man, Mister Zellers, who answers those calls when they come through, is also keeps an eye on that text line for us. 
throughout the day. Let us know if you send any good texts. He'll get them on the air, so make sure and include your name as well, and then we'll get you get you a little shout out on the radio. Yes. Uh, speaking of, we're going to switch it over to college basketball. You know, there's a couple things. Rick Pitino, who just was on his way to New York. I mean, not to New York, to Springfield, Springfield Massachusetts. You ever been to the college? The yeah, I lived in Springfield, Massachusetts. Okay. Yeah, I um, played in the D League team there. So yes, I oh, know all Springfield about, Armor. Yes, I played there. I was on the original first team they ever had there. So, Did you go yes. to the Hall of Fame itself? Have you? Ever no, visited? I never got to visit. Oh, that's, I've never had to, and that's always been a dream. Yes, of absolutely. But before we get into Louisville stuff, uh, for all the IU fans, since we are across the Bridgemont, the um, Noah Vonley, who for a lot of people don't know, he's one of the top ten kids in the 2013 class. He's pretty much flown on the radar, basically, because everybody's been talking about Chris Walker not being eligible and Andrew Wiggins being so good and Jabari Parker being going to Duke and being how good he is and Aaron Gordon being the freak of athlete he is going to Arizona. He's not going to fly when he gets to play and start playing, right? Yes, very much very much so. Well, no, for all you IU fans that are worried about how good you guys are going to be, Noah Vonley has been going to work this summer, and he came in at 215 after he graduated high school, and they is up. the Massachusetts native is up to 240 pounds. That's the Derek character diet right there, adding weight. Yeah, but he's not a fatty, so he doesn't <laughs> need to lose the weight. So, ooh, that, no disrespect, but yeah, so with that yeah, being sorry, said... Sorry, Derek, if you're listening yeah, to yeah, Poland. Wait, didn't, yeah, didn't you just say he was in Greece or something? Yeah. No, he got, he got released from Poland. I don't know if he's on a plane yet. You never know. You know, Airplanes work very hey, fast nowadays. Thanks to Chad now in Hennessy, you can listen to us anywhere, any part of the country. Exactly, the, uh, exactly. Ensure Max smartphone app. Cody Zeller gone, Christian Watford gone. I think this is a good thing for IU Four fans starters. to know that he was the number eighth player in the country. So do you think this will be something special for IU, IU fans to hang their hat on? you got the Will Sheehy coming back and the, and the Yogi Ferrell kid coming back to have this kid put on that much weight. He's very dedicated, it seems. I'd be confident if I'm IU because he was kind of in that tweener area. He was listed as a power forward, kind of slash, semi-small forward. They're comparing him to Tracy McGrady, believe it or not. Yeah, and with that weight now, you can be a little bit more comfortable thinking he can play it for. Now, 215, uh, you can't play the four, obviously, 215 in the NBA, but in college you could. I mean, I've seen yeah. guys just as skinny. I mean, I wouldn't I, be surprised if he dropped 10 I of don't that. think Terrence Jennings has yet reached 215, and he played center at UofL. So, <laughs> I mean, uh, it can be done in, in the college level, obviously. I mean, Shane Bohannon's, you know, six foot six and but he's playing. Mass, he's a massive human being. Exactly. He's got a giant butt. But, yeah, I think it's a good news for, for IU fans, especially with him. Mean, he's going to be the guy. It's not going to be maybe your full leader. You have your backcourt coming back, and Sheehy and Yogi Farrell. Uh, Yogi being the only starter coming back, he's going to make major minutes, and he's flown in under anybody's radar. Give him about three games in the next season, he's going to be all over everyone's radar. This kid can play. Yes, and before we get into this Jalen Johnson commitment news, I want to ask you a question. Can you think about how many championships the state of Indiana would have at the University of Indiana if they kept the talent? Let's just think about this. Oh, Lord. Greg Oden, Michael Conley, Eric Gordon went there. Yeah, that's just three of what they call the Magnificent Seven. Deshaun Thomas. Yeah, yeah. Yogi Ferrell. Well, they, which they did land Yogi, and they landed I mean, Eric Gordon. That that's just insane. Zach, well, you, Zach Randolph back in the day. Yeah, Zach Randolph. Josh, who, yeah. Mc, Josh who, McRoberts. Who was, but Zach was crazy though. I mean, I got a I got a Zach Randolph story. So, I got a Zach Randolph story. I'm not going to get into that because like everybody's Zach. got a Zach Randolph story. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say. I'm not going to. I'm not going to get into my Zach Randolph. Anybody story. who's watched one interview with Zach Randolph or four minutes of any game film knows he's probably you know, a lot. Of you, Zach you know when Randolph you see stories. you know you see a guy that you know you see guys that are real gangsters and fake gangsters. Like, oh yeah, they're about, they're about that life. Like Zach, Zach Randolph, yeah, he he lives that life. <laughs> I, I heard he used to just beat up some dude in Memphis, like just for fun or Portland hey, man, or something. I, I tell you what, Zach Randolph, I've heard stories. Perfect for Memphis. I've by heard stories. I've heard anybody who punks Blake Griffin and Blake Griffin doesn't do anything to you, and he's a massive human being at six eleven, two sixty. 
You're a, you're you're an OG in my book any day. For all those people who don't know who OG is, he's an original gangster. <laughs> he's John Gotti, Al Pacino, and that kind of mold. Now, you you mentioned, like I said, there was the Magnificent Seven, which was referred to as it's a time which was think uh, about all of the Zellers went to IU. Was seven, uh, seven of them came out was uh, George Hill. He went to Upui, which yes. now, now he didn't. He turned out in Indiana because of family reasons to stay in Indianapolis with his grandmother, which is why he went to Upui. You had. The both Conley and Odin in that class. Yes. Uh, Courtney Lou, who ended up going to Western Kentucky. He wasn't as big a recruit, but still nonetheless. Yes. A big thing. Uh, you had Josh McRoberts involved in that. Eric Gordon, they did get. Justin Cage with uh, Xavier. Rodney Carney was part of that magnificent 71 yes. to Memphis. Steven Van Treese, the janitor. Well, <laughs> why do the people call him the janitor? Because he comes in and cleans everything no. up. Uh, the custodian is who, who's, who has that nickname? What's the guy? Brian name? Cardinal, Brian, who yeah. went to Purdue, Purdue since we're yes. in Indiana, people. Yes. Yeah. So it's uh, to stay on the same link. Yeah, he's the, he's the pure janitor or, cor- uh, or custodian, whatever <laughs> you want to call him. You, said that. You, <laughs> you don't think Van Trees even looks like a janitor? I mean, just yeah, a little I mean bit? Steve is my man. He's one of my buddies, I so like I, can't, I can't call him the janitor. He's my favorite player. And for who's your uh, fans, I don't want to pour salt or lemon juice on wounds of reminding you of the guys you could have had. But you know what? Those those days are done because I don't see Tom Crean letting a lot of that Jaquan slip Jaquan Lyle? Well, to a degree, I mean, you can't get everybody. I, I mean, you, you can only of, you can only get so much. You don't want to just center yourself only to the one state. But think about this, uh, Jaquan Lyle. You have the other kid. What's uh, yeah? The other kid that just committed. The Blackman kid. Well, he decommitted from IU. Yes, uh, he, uh, I forget. I'm drawing Blake's name. That's a lot. Of, that's a lot of talent that they're letting. You leave. had him committed. Now he's decommitted. Now yes. you may be trading him for Quentin Snyder here from Louisville. So yes, speak, you never so. know. But we're gonna get into this, Judge Jalen Johnson. Yeah. Six ten, six nine, six ten, two hundred and ten pound kid. He's a great defender and great rebounder. He is. A, he's a increasingly effective offensive player. He's ranked fifty five nationally by two four seven sports, and sixty two nationally by scout.com. He visited Louisville on September. You know, he's scheduled to visit Louisville on the twentieth, and he chose Louisville over Iowa State, Oregon, and Florida State. He recently visited Michigan State and had was offered a scholarship. When they asked his mom, she said, "Why not Louisville? He loves it there." He joins the class of Jaquan Lyle, Jaquan Aaron. This is a pretty athletic class when you look at it. So, and it's a good move. And I gotta give uh, the props to my, my man down in Mexico's uh, off today. And we're doing that extra half an hour because, and of course, the uh, the second half the half an hour will be part of the Kentucky kickoff show with Jason Briggs and Matt Dennison. Yes, but uh, my man uh, Nick Coffey brought this this kid's to my attention about. I mean, I think it's about maybe a month ago, month and a half ago, that Louisville was really going after him, and it was a very strong possibility they would get him. And uh, since then, his name has been in my radar, so to speak. And it's a good move because when you look at it, I mean, if Louisville doesn't get Trey Lyles, another big man that they're also going after and the same class. And they said they're still going after at him because people were fans out there yeah. were concerned if they were going to still try to get Trey Lyles if they got this kid. And, it's, and if they don't, and for some reason they do not get Trey Lyles, it's something to have because, you know, you look at this class, this is Shane Bahannon might not be back for the bison year. Yes. Montrez, <clears> I'd be you know, I'd be surprised and barring, you know, something bad would happen to him this year, yes. that he would be back for his junior year. So that leaves you really with, you're, I mean, Van Trees clearly gone. You're looking at losing six, six guys. Yeah. Six guys probably. So you're looking at big men in that class, in, in that year, in two years. You're looking at, uh, obviously, now Jalen Johnson, who, if the, keeps his uh, verbal commitment, does come here. Uh, you're looking at uh, Mantau, uh, you know, uh, Man, uh, the big guy, the, the foreign kid. Mango. Mango. Mango, thank you. Yes, he's going to have to play some big time basketball, like you said. And then a guy who's a freshman this year. That's yes. all your only three big men right now, if Bahannon and. Well, it's Montrez not, do leave, and which is not, expected. And it's not even that, though. When you look at this class and you look at what's going on, what's going to happen right now, we are kind of in the same boat 
that we are that we were in in 2005. And people are like, well, what are you talking about, parent? That doesn't make no sense. What I'm talking about is this. Who do you talk to as that voice, by the way? Uh, you know, you never know. Parent <laughs> <laughs> hangs out with Muppets. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I grew up on stuff. You know, yeah. whatever. Can you give me Fozzie's phone but, number? You know, when I when I was a kid, we didn't have Dora the Explorer. We had the Muppet Babies and the Muppet cartoons hey, on Nickelodeon. That I love the Muppet Babies. Yeah, though. me too. That's why I, you know, they make I, our I, dreams come true. That's why I hit you with the Muppet voice. So <laughs> that so with that being said, you know, you have. Russ Smith will be graduating. Yeah. Luke Hancock will be graduating. If Montrez Harrell has a season that we all think he's going to have, he possibly will be leaving. More likely. Shane Behan, if he has a good year, he's going to test the draft. And Chris Jones, who will probably test the draft as well. Steven Van Trees graduates. So you're losing. You're talking about losing six key guys that are part of your roster right now, heading into what will be the toughest basketball schedule and conference in the country. So you're going to need guys to come in and play. And, you know, and with, with all that being said – Rick Bettino said Kevin Ware may not play until second semester if he continues to recover from this gruesome compound fracture. So my question to you would be, with all that being said, would you do you think that we are heading in the right direction? First question is to heading into ACC. And my second question is, if Kevin Ware is not going to play until second semester, why not just redshirt well, I'll answer the second question first. One, I don't, I wouldn't play Kenmore next year, regardless. I'd redshirt him no matter what. Yes. Uh, all rumors aside, not not even using that in my in my analogy. <laughs> uh, it'd be injury wise. I would just redshirt him. We have depth in the backcourt. I would it'd be nice to have someone who's used to the system, but bringing Russ back does help with that. Yes. As I've mentioned before, and I, I'm, you can probably confirm this, there's one thing that's the hardest position to learn in Patino's system is probably the guard position. It seems to be the one it takes the longest for players to develop into. We've seen it throughout the years in his tenure here at Louisville. And uh, not that they don't get better eventually, but those first-year guys are hard to learn in that guard system that Patino does. So with three new faces, it's hard to say you, we don't need Kevin back this year, but – I would rather him sit out all year, this one redshirt year, and then come back in, in two years from now. Second, the first year in ACC might be a rough one for Louisville. You mentioned all the people leaving in basketball. Yes. Football has the same scenario. You're looking at maybe losing Bridgewater. You lose possibly, obviously, Sonoris Perry. Yes. You could lose Devontae Parker, which wouldn't surprise me if he left early after having a big year this year. I wouldn't blame him one big. I think he should. Uh, you're going to lose a lot of players off that. So the first year in ACC is going to be or maybe a rough one for Louisville. Basketball wise, though, I'm not as I'm not as worried because of the fact that one, you do have Shaquan Aaron and, and Jaquan Lyle, and now obviously Jalen Johnson coming in. You'll have a few guys that we don't know about just yet this year. They could develop, and we'll see more and have more comfortability going into ACC, knowing that they're going to be returning for their second year. Mm-hmm. And third, you're go- you know you don't know who you're going to add to last minute. How many times in the last couple of years has Louisville look at Kevin Ware, look at Montrezl Harrell, that Louisville's gotten guys late? Before a season starts, they could they could add, and of course, being trade Mount Lyles being one of those, yes, that would make that going into that season a lot and more it, comfortable. And Kevin not playing is not a bad thing because I'm telling you, people, ladies and gentlemen, know, it might be if the rumors are true. You know, Terry Rozier, <laughs> Terry Rozier <laughs> is as good. good as advertised, as well as Anton Gill, and as well as Chris Jones, they are as good as advertised, if not better. And I, I tell you, the, I'm I don't want to I don't want to jinx them, but. Terry Rozier has a special feel for the game. Watching him play, he is a tremendous, tremendous talent with tremendous ability. I don't know if we'll see the whole thing this year. Obviously not because he's a freshman one and Chris Jones is that good too. But, I mean, he will be a nice player, and I think he has a chance to be one of the top guards to ever come out of this great university. My biggest worry this season for Louisville is the the facilitator factor. Who Who is going to be the guy that, that gets the offense running and, and plays the facilitator? Now, I know people have been telling me Chris Jones will be that position. 
And that's I, I've never watched Chris Jones play except for a few highlight reels. I have. I, he shot a lot. And, yeah, and I, and, I, and I take nothing from YouTube highlights because that's what they are. They're highlights. They don't yes. they don't point out the problems with the player's game. I've watched Gill and I've watched Rozier. Neither have shown me they can be a true point guard or that type of yes. point guard facilitator. They're both scoring ones, if anything. And all, we all know Russ Smith. Well, I mean, come on, the guy. Don't, he's Russ. Yeah, it's Russ Smith. I mean, let's so. just be honest. He's anything from. He's about as much point guard as Allen Iverson was. Yes, so. very much. But I tell you what, this is going to have to be. A dream team type concept. When people say that, you're comparing this team to the dream team. What are you doing? What I'm saying is, is this. Some of your friends just have yes. that puberty. Have that. Yeah. <laughs> it's all Muppets. You, you know you love the voice. But what I'm saying is, is this. They're gonna when the, when the dream when the guys play on the dream team, the Olympic team, they come together and they and they're unselfish. Correct. Yeah. Same thing. When you look at now, not to compare to give Kentucky fans a reference here, and they're like, finally, stop talking about UFL so much. What I'm saying is, the yeah, 20- you have no anything to worry about Kentucky. Yes. You got superstars coming in. Yeah. So, <laughs> but what, what I'm saying to them is that team that won it in 2012, they all could have scored 20 points a game, but they had to be unselfish. Yeah, to a degree. I don't know if Kilgris. Yeah, yeah probably at yeah, college. Level I mean, none scored. of those guys really tried to score. They no. all made every everybody else better. Yeah. So in this situation this year. They're gonna have to. Louisville's gonna have to try to make everybody around them better because they are more talented this year than they were last year. Now people are like, well, what about us? Since you brought us up, yes, Kentucky's a very talented team. They're gonna have the same problem they had in 2012. They got to make sure everybody is one focused and bought into the system and focused on getting better and being unselfish. Well, same they, thing. That's why that game on that date when they play is gonna be so epic on so many proportions because you're gonna see some of the most talented basketball players. Play a game. It's almost going to be as good as the year North Carolina was very good. That North Carolina and UK played. And Kentucky's talent level is at the is the point where, like you mentioned, that 2012 team where everyone you had seven different guys that were 20 points a game and you didn't. Yes, they would let the opponent dictate who was going to be the guy to beat you that game. Yes, very I mean much. they they let the you're, basically the opponent was the one who's going to decide who was going to have the better game. And they when you have that kind of depth, you can do that. Yes, you don't have to be like a an Ole Miss going into a game and. Marshall Henderson has to be the guy scoring points because he is your number one scorer. Because they or, don't have a bunch of bums around Marshall or, Henderson. Or Louisville, yes. or Louisville, that first Final Four, you're kind of the same thing. Russ Smith, you know, went into every game. He had to be the guy to kind of put up points because it was just the necessity of the team. The team lacked a little bit of overall scoring. And Kentucky didn't have that problem. They won't have that problem this year as well. I don't think. Again, I haven't really seen all the kids play. I've only watched some high school clips. But, I mean, from what I've watched and what I've talked to from people I do trust, I mean, I, I see this 2012 team. Being or this two thousand, this upcoming UK team being very similar to that two thousand twelve remedy, where it's going to let the, the opponent dictate who is the leading scorer that evening. Yeah, absolutely. But we're going to take a break right now. Fourteen fifty sports buzz. When we come back. We're going to talk a lot of things, Trevor. A lot of football coming on this weekend. A couple of big games coming up. Uh, Did you start Peyton Manning in your fantasy team last night? I don't do fantasy. You know that. Well, you should. Uh, every every day, every day I live is a fantasy. Yeah, I get tired of people talking about that for forty five minutes on Sports Center because I don't have a team. So, but yes, <laughs> we will talk about that when we come back. Fourteen fifty to sports buzz. Is, uh, it is Friday and it's high school football day. So Ooh, ball. We will be bringing you an extra bonus half an hour of the afternoon drive. And here in about 30 minutes, or about 20 minutes, I guess, uh, my man Matt Dennis and Jason Frakes, the Courier Journal, will be in here breaking down all the high school action going on this week to tonight in Southern Indiana and in Louisville. All the best games going on as well as uh, throughout everything else in sports in the high school world. And of course, that will be followed by the Wendy's pregame show at 630 
followed by the main source bank game of the week, which is Charleston visiting Clarksville this week. You'll catch all those games on our airwaves here starting at 7 o'clock. One level up from high school will be college, and there's a lot of good games going on, starting with, of course, the game we've got tonight or tomorrow morning at 11 o'clock with the pregame 12 o'clock kickoff, home of the Hilltoppers we are, and it's been a successful home for the first week at least, will be for a second. Tomorrow will be another question as they go down to Knoxville. Different animal in Tennessee than Kentucky. Yeah, you know, there's a lot of good games coming on. Uh, but tonight there's a good game coming on. I want to see this UCF uh, Florida International game. I think that'll be a good game. You want to catch that tonight. That comes on. But there's a lot of good games that come on at 12. Louisville plays. I won't say good games. I'll say games that we have interest in. Louisville plays Eastern Kentucky at noon. Uh, a good game that you'll see. Kentucky plays uh, Miami, Ohio at noon. But the game I think that a lot of people want to watch on a national scale at noon is going to be Florida at Miami. You know, Miami doesn't have a marquee win with the, under the Al Golden era and Florida being number 12 in the country. I think that'll be a very, very interesting game. Another game for people in the area and AAC conference members. You have Cincinnati at Illinois. Doesn't have a really national proportions, Trevor. National I went on proportions. That's the word I want to use. That sounds right. Implications. Implications. See, that's why. That's why I know you're here for Z. That's what I'm talking about, Big it's Z. The IUS you, you know, education going on over there. Yeah, I'm over here. They're smart IUS. They, they, they let Zellers get education, and they they form with us as well on a regular basis for the uh, Grenadier Home Network here, which Mr. Dennison will be bringing you starting Monday, of course, as I mentioned at Tucker's. Uh, one game you didn't bring out, and you actually brought up as coach with uh, with Kevin McGuire yesterday, Virginia hosting Oregon. At three thirty yes. tomorrow, and that's a game where Mike. You mentioned the coach Mike London, who's done, a, I think, a really good job at Virginia. He came from Division Two, places been in a hole, taking up that job, and it's a, it's a, not the easiest job to regroup when uh, he was taking the place of um, Al Groh, who'd been there for six Ever. years and just <laughs> doggy paddling his way through mediocrity. You know, the only thing I think when I think about Virginia, what's the last thing you think about Virginia when you think about Virginia? I think you know what I think about when you say Virginia is is high school sports. I think of all the great players that came out of there through the and 2000s. never went there. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you have, obviously, Allen Iverson, never Ronald Curry, there. Michael never Vick. There. Never went there. Uh, Aaron Brooks. Never went there. Yeah. <laughs> it's so funny. It's like, Now, Iverson dang. was supposed to go there, but he ended up going to jail instead. So yeah, that's... so he ended up, then uh, Georgetown <laughs> bailed him out, and the yeah. rest is history. But you know what's funny? Funny a school with, great, with a great law program bails you out yes. to take you to school. <laughs> but, um, now, but, how, how do you fall upwards in Allen Iverson from Virginia to Georgetown? Yeah, you know, and it's funny because uh, out of all the games, we, were, we mentioned this guy last week, and I, when I saw this game on the schedule. We talked about a guy on the hot seat. We were talking to the our man from our college, collegefootball.com, and he was. And you mentioned he mentioned him being on the hot seat. And to see this game come up is like talk about buying yourself some time. This would definitely buy him a lot of time with Oregon being the number two team in the country coming to play you on your turf. Yeah. But in the past, another Pac-12 school used to come and play them on their turf, and that was USC, and they used to pound them into submission. So hopefully, it works out for somebody. I don't know who it will work out for. I would like to see it up, <laughs> upset in that game, especially for us to move up on in the polls, ladies and gentlemen. I know you agree with me, so we will see what happens. Um, a couple other games stick out to me this weekend. Uh, 7 o'clock, West Virginia goes to Oklahoma. West Virginia struggled in week one in a Division Two opponent. Yeah, and they're going to get their it's gonna butts smashed. Exactly. Can they regroup and uh, try to upset Oklahoma? I don't see it happening I'm, myself. I'm going to tell you, like that game's going to be like this, Trevor. It's going to be like somebody's going to be the hammer and somebody's going to be the nail. And since it's <laughs> at Oklahoma, I doubt Oklahoma's going to be the nail. Let's just say that. Just because it's, I want to be able to say it because it sounds so weird, number 19 Northwestern will host Syracuse. Number 19 it's Northwestern. <laughs> say, it, say it again. That's the only reason hold I on, even brought the game hold on, hold on. up. I have no relevance. I can't even care to watch I'm gonna it. Pick, I'm going to pick up this ESPN <laughs> the magazine. Say that again. Number 19 Northwestern. 
Huh? <laughs> <laughs> what? No, it's crazy about that school. You need to school? have a drink and it spit the drink out. Of do you know where that school's located at? I know you do, but. No, it's Western Chicago. Yeah, okay. A lot of people don't know that, number yeah. one. Number two. It's a great the acting funny part, school. Yeah, know what the funny part is about that? What do you think the enrollment is? Oh, man. I know Charlton Heston went there. Uh, I, know, <laughs> I know Mike Wilbon went there, and I know Darno Autry went there. Um, if you had to guess what their enrollment is, Big Ten School, what do you think their enrollment is? Uh, what what uh, I'm, uh, this would be a bad guess by me because I don't know what your average enrollment for a school is. Okay, like Indi- what's Indiana's enrollment is probably something like 50,000 students, right? Something like that, yeah. Okay, yeah. what do you think? North, they're Big Ten school. What do you think Northwestern's is? I would say if that's the Indiana's forty fifty thousand, I would say twenty twenty to thirty thousand. Five thousand students. What? Yes, it's we a private more, school. Though, private, yes, yeah. we have more than that. IUS. Yes, it's like yeah. four, it's, it, might, it might be six. Hmm. Well, there, there's a difference between a private school and, and it's like uh, where I went Western where. Western, the criteria is your check doesn't bounce when you're in class. <laughs> so you have to Northwestern, you not only your check not have to bounce. Your check has to be pre-approved. <laughs> <Yeah>. for you. <laughs> That's you, what that you, is. So you're pretty much saying you have to have a pulse to get hey, into Western? No, hey. no, just a checking account that doesn't Tem- bounce. Temple. <laughs> Temple has a large enrollment, right? Temple's not a private school, though. No, it? it's not a private Obviously. school. Tem- Temple has a large enrollment. What do you think Villanova's enrollment is? Oh, probably a third of the size. It's same size as Northwestern, yeah, five six thousand students. Another it's, private Catholic like if you school. saw if you saw Villanova University, you would think it'd be a large high school. I would think Syracuse's enrollment's probably very. Syracuse cheap. is massive, really. And just, that, it's, it's a it's a very expensive it's private a, it's school. It's a big school. It's not massive, but like the thing about Syracuse is you don't realize how big it is because it's under so much snow. You don't know what the university starts, ends, or begins. <laughs> I I looked at Syracuse when I was choosing colleges. Uh, Syracuse was one school I just looked into. Because of its broadcasting uh, program, it's yes. one of the best, obviously. I mean, Bob be, Bob Costas, Peter Vesey. Let's yes. be honest. If you're watching anyone on national television Mike terms, they either, they either played the sport they're commentating on or they went to probably Syracuse Yes, more often than not. Uh, Marv Albert, obviously, there. I watched a great uh, biography on uh, Marty Glickman, one of the greatest voices of all time in sports on HBO the other day. He's obviously a Syracuse alum as well. Yes. So, I mean, but, but I would think it would have a small role just because, like I said, it's a very expensive school to get into, and it is a private school nonetheless. So a lot of big games obviously going on. And, then of course, you mentioned uh, uh, Kentucky and Miami of Ohio, which I think is a huge game for them because Kentucky can bounce back. Miami of Ohio sucks. They are awful. They are bad. I'm sorry. Can't Dang, that sounded that. personal the way you said it. Miami they Ohio are sucks. bad. And if another, Kentucky can't dominate them, there's a lot of problems Kentucky can Another game to watch for, my friend. You have number 15 Texas at BYU. BYU just got beat at home. Yep. So, uh, what are your thoughts on that game? Uh, Texas looked good. I know in week one, it'd be going into BYU's got to be a tough atmosphere. Obviously, it always is. I don't really know a lot about BYU other than they lost last week. Uh, it's going to be interesting. Mac Brown needs to win. You you can't be fa- falling on the road to BYU if you're Mac Brown with your with your seat being a little more warm than it normally. It's is. hot down there in Texas. Mac Brown's seat's burning up. Rick Barnes' seat's burning up. It's burning see, up all the way around. Rick down Barnes there. has gotten that point in his career, like the uh, I don't I want to compare him to Bill Snyder because I don't think Snyder obviously did a great turnaround, but he's at that uh, – I'm trying to think of another coach. The, great state, the stadium's named how, – how about this? You, you he, coach the stadium that, you play. It's the little <laughs> fans. I'll tell you what, and the little fans might get mad at me for this comparison. He's in that Denny Crumb stage where he's almost just kind of loafing through it. He's at the point where he's accomplished so much already in his career. Yes. He's at a spot where basically he's probably not going to get fired because of what he's accomplished no matter what, even though I guess Crumb technically retired, but nonetheless. Uh, he, so he's just kind of – kind of floating through the motions at this point in his career in Texas, and that's why I feel like Mac Brown is at right now in Texas. Yes, you know, very much. I feel like the Louisville pipeline kind of shut down a little bit with Coach Houston went to Tennessee. The, the two biggest things that always hurt Louisville the most was the invention of the three-point line 
and Wade Houston going to Tennessee. Yes, 4.30 tomorrow on ESPN, South Carolina and Georgia. Great game there. It'll be interesting to see how uh, Clowney reacts. He, he kind of got a lot Three of, tackles. No got a lot of crap for being lazy on certain plays. Uh, Aaron Murray uh, obviously coming up at the upset. This is a game where Georgia normally loses. They have trouble getting over that big hump game, which is one of the reasons why Mark Rick, despite all the great things he's done in Athens, who is the, is on the hot he seat. is the Rick Barnes of college football. Yeah. yeah he's he's kind of like the Bo Pelini. Like when you look at the you talent. Know, you look at Bo Pelini what he did in Nebraska. But Bo Pelini, you know who Bo Pelini is? Bo Pelini is like that guy you – you don't you don't hate him, but there's something about him that you just can't you don't like, but you can't pinpoint what it really oh, is. Oh, Nebraska fans will pinpoint it. You can't win a conference title game. And you then can you, get there. You get there every year, but you can't win it. He got a quarterback that's a track star. When I say that, he can't throw, but he can run really really fast. Uh, he's like Michael Vick without the arm. He, and then, um, but the thing that bothers he, me about um, them, I just don't. I hate watching Nebraska play. Well, no, it's not the same as, as the old Tom Osborne days. It's I'd rather watch different. them play. The, the option was fun to watch. Yeah, I loved, I love Tommy Frazier. Bo Pelini reminds me of kind of like what Coach K was before he finally won the ring. You know, getting to that level but never getting through in the, in the, uh, the Lute Olsen. The guys that always got I that rap, you. Jim Calhoun. They play as, Southern Miss, by the way, as a, at as, six. As guys who can get there but can't win the big one. And then, of course, they win the big one and everyone forgets about all the ones they lost before. Bo Pelini. That sounds like a pasta dish you should get at Buca de Beppo. Bo Pelini. Let me get the Bo Pelini. Yeah, let me have the Bo Pelini. Family please. style, yes. Somehow <laughs> I feel this was a racist comment. No, it wasn't. No, it wasn't. No, it wasn't. He's not Italian. Is he? If he is, I'm sorry. I, <laughs> I hope not. Uh, I, just, I was just, it was just, it just sounds, it sounds like a sandwich. Can, you know, you go to Subway, can I get the Bo Pelini. Yeah, can I get the, the, the steamed Bo Pelini? Yeah, now, that sounds like something off Urban Dictionary. So, <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, so South Carolina, Georgia, who do you have in this game? Uh, I like George in the game. I think they bounce really? back. Yeah, I'm not. I'm still not big on Connor Shaw at quarterback. I mean, you can say he played very well in the Week One game against uh, who was it? They dominated in Week One. I'm trying to. I'm drawing a blank on now. Oh, North Carolina. North Carolina's, <laughs> de- North Carolina's <laughs> defense was awful. You asked yourself gonna, a question and yeah, answered I it. I like that. I did. I'm the only one ever talking to me. <laughs> and uh, so I'm not big on Connor Shaw. Really, I know the defense is still solid despite the Clownies' quote unquote game being less than par. I like Georgia to win this game. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, Johnny Manziel will finally get his, instead of getting his feet wet and poking his foot in the pool to see if it's cold or not, he will actually go swimming this week, playing against Sam Houston State, and play the whole game. You see him putting up a, a ton of points. He only he only took him six passes to get three touchdowns. He, uh, you know what? It's going to be weird because let's see if he starts running his mouth in because this is a game where they can blow him away very soon and very quickly. And if he's running his mouth, I, if I'm Kevin Sumlin, I don't put up with it too no, much. I don't. More. I'm not even. Here's my thing. I don't mind it because that that takes away from his creative character. Like he he's a guy that runs it and plays with high confidence. So my thing is to Johnny Manziel, I, be be you, kid. Go ahead if you want to run your mouth, be you. I want to see. I don't want to see you talk smack to Sam Houston State. I don't want to see you talk smack to Rice. I want to see you talk smack to LSU. Yeah, I want to see Alabama. you talk smack to Alabama and South Carolina. I want to see you talk smack to somebody who's six foot six, two hundred eighty pounds, runs a four four, and it's going to knock the breath out of you. I want to see you talk smack to Javon Clowney. Once you talk smack to one of those guys. Then you earn the right to say what you want to say and tell me to be in my place and leave you alone. Who's Outside of that, I don't care would. what he has to. I mean, I don't care about anything else. Sam Houston State, just shut up, put the ball in somebody's hands, and let the rest take care of itself. But you want to talk smack, talk smack to Nick Saban, and then you'll get my respect. Do it to Clowney, and he's gonna get choke slammed like, I, he, like he's I going like he the does. big show does. It. I hope he does. Uh, switch games. The NFL. Obviously, did you watch last night's game? Yes, watched last Thoughts? night. Oh, but no, I actually, I'm gonna tell you like this. I'm not gonna lie to you. I hope not. I watched the first opening drive for Baltimore. We're not a relationship. Joe. You haven't lied. To me. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I'm cheating on you, Trevor. No, but um, 
Watch the first drive for Baltimore. The Denver defense, they knocked the snot out of Dallas, Dallas Clark on the first play. So yeah. then I watched the, you know, Payne Manning hit somebody in the hands and they got separated from the football. Somebody in the backfield <laughs> for, somebody. for um, the Ravens got popped. I, I believe it was a daily time and somebody got popped. So that oh, was great. Analogy. But my problem is I bought a brand new bed. Ooh. And it's got it's got it's so soft, it's so awesome. And I, I every every time I do something now, I want to eat in my bed. I want to sit in my bed. I want to do everything in my bed. You're like the grandparents from Willy Wonka. I'm now. telling you, I'm getting old very quickly. <laughs> and I fell asleep. So you fell asleep. Too. <laughs> well, fell you didn't miss much. Second half, Peyton Manning setting a record seven touchdowns. So uh, if you were calling me last night around. by 8:45, I was knocked. Uh, well, that's about the time of the game. Pretty I woke up and saw seven touchdowns for Peyton Manning. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> dominated the Ravens. The Ravens looked uh, 62 pass attempts by Flacco. And you could say, well, Trevor, do, do the voice. Well, Trevor, they, you, you had me, to throw 62 passes because they were behind. Needed, well, Trevor, why did you do that? They didn't throw 60 <laughs> passes. They were behind. He was. Trust me, they didn't throw the ball. <laughs> they didn't run the ball when they were ahead. And I, mean, I, that, I give that a problem. I Trevor, love Harbaugh as a coach, but I question that. Trevor, do you think Joe Flacco's worth $20 million? Uh, yeah, because he won you a Super Bowl once. But That's he did it with Ray Lewis's <laughs> defenses, Trevor. Come on now, Trevor. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what to say to that. I'm just uh, telling you. Most but, games this week in NFL, obviously we're going to have 4 p.m. the Cardinals and Rams on our airwaves. What are some of the other games that kind of stick out a, to you? But that's how some people feel about the game last night. That, was my, that wasn't really me. That was somebody else who walked in here. Yeah. Perrin, so, Perrin, can you please interview everybody in that voice from now on? <laughs> no, I would never do please. that. Yeah. That's my invitation to people to ask silly questions. We, we talk to Doster next week. I want you to do the whole No, because Doster would be like, Perrin's watching too much uh, TV yeah. shows. So, but uh, Trevor, there's a lot of games I want to get over with you. Um, some games that have some significance. But what else do you have going on? No, I was just I was uh, just saying we just got we got more minutes here, just about one more minute before we get out of here. Yes, absolutely, the, Trevor. Pass the baton uh, in uh, relay style. So my man, Haskell, man, my man, Matt Dennison and Mr. Jason Franks of the Ooh, Journal. Oh, that sounds uh, so good. I'd say the one game that sticks out to me the most, and you can tell me if I'm wrong, is the Bengals Bears. This is the game that intrigues yes. me the most because it's, on both sides. Yes, because the Bengals. I've already told you I love the Bengals this year. Chicago's a three point favorite. Uh, it's a very tough matchup for and both teams. And it's in Chicago, and that's probably yeah. why they're the three-point favorite. But you know what? You know what really interests me? That whole it's two things. Both of those teams are in so, are re- really tough divisions. Yeah. When you look at it, Chicago, Green Bay, Minnesota, Detroit. I mean, and I feel like I'm missing somebody else in themselves. That's four, right? Yeah, that's all of them. So, but with all those teams in that division, all those teams are capable of beating the playoffs, and somebody's not going to get in. Yep. So I mean I'm really interested to see how that is going to work out. Same thing on the on the Bengals side. You have the Bengals or the Bungles, what they used to be called the Bengals. With you the have Ravens Baltimore. with question marks. Yeah, Steelers with question marks, and you know the Browns always give Cincinnati a hard game for some reason. I don't know what it is because it's the only them. thing they get up for because they suck anyway. Yeah, so I mean I'm really interested in that game. Another game I'm interested in is the divisional game. Same thing with Chicago being in this division. Minnesota at Detroit. I think that will be a good game. Adrian Peterson, he wants to run for 2,500 yards. How many yards do you think he gets this game, Trevor? Not 2,500, but I'm voting for for him to get it because I have him in fantasy football. Okay. Green Bay and San Francisco. I love that game. It'll be a good one as well as uh, Falcons Saints, another 1 p.m. game I've got circled. One game I refuse to probably want to watch, and that's Chiefs and Jaguars because no one in Jacksonville cares, so why should I? (laughs) Okay. Giants and Dallas. Uh, oh, that's your team. How about them Cowboys, baby? Uh, you know what? I picked DeMarco Murray for the first time ever a Cowboys on my fantasy team. So, But I've also got David Wilson. I'm going to go for a tie. I am going for, as much as everybody's hyped RG3, I think he's going to fall on his face. I like Philadelphia in this game with Mike Vick and a new offense that nobody's ever seen in the NFL with Chip Kelly under the new coach. And Riley Cooper, instead of getting his face mask pulled off, he will catch a couple passes. For the first time in your life, I hope you're right. we got to get out of here. We'll be back on Monday. Don't forget to check us out again, man. Jason Frakes, 
Mr. Matt Dennison, the Kentucky High School Kickoff Show, coming up next, followed by the Wendy's pregame show. And then, of course, our high school main source, High School Game of the Week at 7. We'll talk to you on Monday. to the afternoon drive today on Monday. I don't know why exactly, but I feel refreshed today. How about you? Be fresh in the booth. I'm feeling I'm feeling really fresh wow. for some reason. Wow, you didn't you you don't normally have a good like man musk going as you as you drift waft past me on your way into the booth there. But today there was a uh, there was a fragrance. It was uh, I don't know, was it I don't know what that was, but it was Smell goods? Well, hold on. <laughs> now you got to remember. You got to remember. Tonight is the first night of the IUS call-in show. Oh, that's and right. We're we're featuring the volleyball team. Oh, we're and I and I work that. Let so. me tell you something right now. Uh, Fourteen fifty, the sports buzz across the board has got you covered. If you're interested in WKU, IUS, area high school sports, U of L, sexy, whatever you want, it's here. On 1450 The Sports Buzz and 1450TheSportsBuzz.com. Uh, we got a lot to talk about today, buddy, and, and, and surely not a lot of time to talk about it. So let me, uh, let me, let me overview, let me outline what we're going to get to today. In the second segment, we're going to talk with E.J. Clark, who is an icon locally. He, um, he's going to talk to me about horse racing. There is the September yearling sale, uh, which... I think I think we might take a field trip tomorrow. Be fresh. I don't know what you got going on, but I think we might take a little field trip out. I'm I'm, I'm all about some field trips okay, now. Well, well, and you know, if you've gone on a field trip with me, it's a fun, it's a it's quite fun. We we do work, but we also enjoy ourselves. Yeah, you know, work on, hard, play hard. No, Real Wiz Khalifa stuff. Uh, <laughs> nice on said field trip, uh, but that's that started today. This Keeneland September yearling. We'll talk a little bit with EJ Clark in the second segment about that, the fall meet, and all that good stuff that's going on now. Major League Baseball is is heating up, essentially. We'll talk a little bit about that. It's playoff time for them. They're going to be going into the fall classic here before too long. We had a huge day yesterday. It was the opening of NFL football. You know anything about that? Kind of a, I mean, just a little bit. Kind of a ho-hum, kinda. Kind of a ho-hum yeah. experience. Um, that's what we're going to talk about here in just a second. We're going to talk a little bit about that Hall of Fame Hall of Fame. Coach, it's official. Hall of Fame coach it Rick Bettino official was inducted last evening. Um, apparently, went a little long with his speech. I don't I, know if you saw that or not. Hey, man, the great ones can do that. Hey, that's right. That's, when, right. that's we, like telling Michael Jordan he's got to get off the stage. Yeah, you can't play Michael Jordan. You can't play <laughs> Coach P off the stage. What you, exactly. Who are you to tell Coach P to go off the stage? It brings up a funny story. When I went to Forecastle this year, the weather was getting bad during Robert Plant's set. And I was, of course, had chills from head to toe because it's Robert Plant. He's a music icon, music royalty. And the, the bad weather starts rolling in. It gets kind of close. And the stage hand was over there, like, you know, doing the cutoff motion to Robert Plant. And he, like, looked over at him a couple of times. And then he walked over to him. And I don't know what he said exactly, but uh, I, I probably went a little something like this. Do you know who 
the hell I am. I'm Robert Plant. I'll stop playing when it's time to stop playing. Yeah, Robert Plant stops when Robert Plant (laughs) wants to. Right, right. So uh, uh, we've got some accolades to give out throughout the show today. uh, Serena was back in business at the U.S. Open. Now, that's a big, big delicious chunk of sister, if you understand what I'm saying. Yeah, no, and she's, like, dominant, too. Like, and she's a winner, so she's got that going for her, too. Is she dominant on the tennis court? Is that what you're talking about? I feel like she dominates every facet of life, (laughs) and then she crip walks out of it on her way out. (laughs) Wow, crip walking! I haven't heard that in a while. You, you saw the, she crip walked. You saw she sea walked at Wimbledon. I did. I did see that. See, she uh, she's got style. There's no question about it. And you can't. It's tough to put that much style into that rich and thick of a woman. That's a that's a thick woman. Yes. And I'm not saying she's fat. Or I'm not saying she's unappealing. That's a thick woman, and I mean that in the most complimentary of all ways. From the streets of Compton, California, the baby. Of, from the streets of Compton, her incest. Uh How do you think that? How do you think dad? Uh, how do you think he enjoys his cigar on the back porch nowadays? Oh, man. And, and, you <laughs> kidding more, me? A lot more than he did back in the old days. Oof. That's all I'm saying. That's so. like that's like an American success story right there for that dad. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Um, we have uh, fantasy. We want to talk a little bit about, about fantasy, the p- pluses and minuses of the fantasy season so far after one week. Uh, top three is going to return today. I know you're excited about this. Yeah. We're going to get into the mind of Be Fresh. We're going to get into the mind of Belicious today, and we're going to find out what are the, the top three things that scare you or create fear in you. And remember, you can call in on the Oxmoor Ford Lincoln buzz line at that moment or at any other moment during this show or any other program on 1450. It's uh, 502-384-1450. What was that number again? Do you know the number? Is that 504-something? It's something? 502, you silly. It's 502-384-1450. See, I give know us, there's a four in there. Give us a call, and we'll chat with you on your Monday afternoon. Uh, hopefully, you're excited. Louisville won this week. You can, Kentucky won this week. It begs the question. They both blew Miami of Ohio out. Right. No, they, they, they both does destroyed mean, Ohio teams, yes. Does that mean that they're both better than they thought they would be in the beginning of the season, or they are this matchup coming up going to be a real big one? Uh, do you want my honest opinion? On, I want your honest opinion. That's what we want on this program. Yeah, I mean, I think Louisville has scored 40 points in in uh, in each of the games, and I think that in this Kentucky game, it'd be ridiculous for them to not score 50. I think that it doesn't matter what Kentucky did against Miami of Ohio, what Louisville did against University of Ohio. I, it, I still think it's a mismatch, and I still think Kentucky can't tackle. Pretty much just a run-through, both of them. Both yeah, pretty much. Kentucky can't tackle. Yeah, I, here's the thing. Can we judge what U of L's defense is this year based on that one game? I don't know if we're ever going to be able to judge what U of L's defense is because I don't see them playing a, a high powered offense to, t- a worthy, to test them. A worthy opponent. Yeah. That's kind of like when you go out in the town. It's time to dance it up. You understand what I'm saying? Pretty much. Like dudes, dudes are out there trying to holler and, and I just swoop in from behind. Hey, you know what? I'm not bothered when a dude tries to holler because that just means I've got it going. You understand what I'm saying? No, I'm no, I'm saying they're trying to they're trying to holler at the, at the ladies oh. in the club. No, I'm not saying at me. They're trying to holler at the ladies in the club. Whoa, pardon me. Sorry, yeah, I yeah. Guess, no. I guess it's Monday. Yeah, it is Monday. <laughs> it is Mellow Monday. Apparently, it's Romance Monday. So. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, we have tonight. We got two football games tonight on Monday Night Football, as they have done the last few years in the NFL. They showcase two football games on Monday night. We'll break those two games down and we'll say who we think is going to win. Uh, I don't know if you kept track of our predictions from before on the airwaves. Uh, but we're both pretty spot on so far. Yeah, a few mis- few mistakes. I I missed the Pittsburgh. I'll admit that. Well, I mean, hey, the P- Pittsburgh still got Troy Polamalu jumping over the offensive line. Uh, so it, we we we'll talk about that. They lost uh, Marquise Pouncey. They're, yeah, they're all they're they're big big boy in in a center position. Bree Hernandez. 
Wow. <laughs> I don't know about that. That's like fate, right? He, well, he wrote a note the other day that said, he he said, really, guys, I'm not guilty. Yeah, I know. And then I'm I, a nice guy. I, I remember when the Pouncey brothers had their hats. Oh, yeah, yeah. Said, yeah. <laughs> oh, well, psh, I wasn't with you there, but I am now. But yeah, they got some serious flack for that, by the way. Well, hey, it came eight. What goes around comes around. That's like supporting Marquise. a rapist. Yeah. Uh, an alleged rapist. Well, At hey, that point, hey. he was alleged. Marquis Pouncey supports one. He, you know, he blocks for Ben Roethlisberger. Oh, again, so. uh, that, that, that would be funny if I, if I wasn't a Pittsburgh fan. But, yeah, I know. Ben uh, Roethlisberger looked abysmal in that game. Looked like he was like, oh, uh, mom just made me some soup. I'm going to go have some soup in between plays. Woo. Like his. It, this looked like he didn't have, wasn't motivated at all. Now, the rest of the team didn't play real well. I'll give you that. But it, it didn't seem like he was motivated at all to play. It was pretty pretty pathetic, actually, as a performance as a whole. Two points, and that was on a safety mistake. That was a mistake on a punt return, a kick return. It, did you see it? Was a, it he yeah. stepped on the line and then went back in. That was the only points that the point offense put up that. And well, they, got, they got a touchdown late to try and make some noise. But, I mean, that was in junk time. The game was already over, so... Yeah, I mean, when when you have a running back who runs it nine times for eight yards or whatever it was, you're you're not going to put up that many points. I said it's going to be a it's going to be a tough year for Pittsburgh all the way around. I I don't think the defense is is uh, as good as they the numbers dictated last year that the, the the defense was pretty good, but I don't believe it's going to be uh, what they what they were cracking it up to be, and it's going to be a long year for Pittsburgh for sure. So. Um, uh, we want to congratulate. I want to congratulate my chef at my restaurant, Mrs. Annie Petrie. She actually won the 550 Heritage Barbecue Cachon, which was at the big ballers. Ed Lee was down there, Harvest, Decca. I don't know if you know about this, but they had this big festival barbecue last night and bourbon and all this good stuff. Fortunately, I couldn't make it because I was uh, predisposed or indisposed. I'm not really sure. I may have been both. But anyway, so I wanted to congratulate Annie Petrie from Decca and her staff but, uh, for being a badass, basically, she she uh, she won the the Cochon barbecue, which is a highly recognized thing across the board, and it's great for the restaurants, great for her. So, congratulations, Annie. Uh, I'll see you tomorrow night. <laughs> so, anyway, and then uh, I wanted to congratulate my other buddy Corey Lannery, who was the featured jockey at uh, Churchill Downs on Saturday night. He won both he won both the stakes races, the big stakes races out there. Won on a 34 to 1 shot on the one. Uh, it went off to 67, paid $67 or something ridiculous like that and blew all the pools up. So, and uh, I wanted to congratulate uh, I noticed that DJ Yates was in the booth with you and I wanted to congratulate both of you guys because your team is now a number 7. They just moved up to number 7 in the rankings. Yes, yes. And uh top, you know, we're we're going for that top 5. It's going to happen. These SEC teams are going to keep beating each other up and you know knocking each other out, and I don't see Georgia I'm, I'm, leapfrogging. Or I'm telling you right now, there's going to be two one-loss teams playing for the national championship, and Louisville's going to play. They're going to they're not going to play in the national championship. Game you think that Louisville will be undefeated and left out of the national championship? I think they're going to be shafted. You understand? And not and not in a good way. So not 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 in a good way. No, no. not not in a good way at all. See, I would dis- see. I would tend to disagree with you on that one because. Ohio State, I mean, Ohio State did just lose Braxton Miller, but Ohio State, their schedule is just as bad as Louisville's, and they're talking like they could go. Maybe that's just Big Ten credibility, or they just play Michigan. But I, if, Michigan. You, if you have a tough schedule... How tough is Michigan this year? Yeah, honestly. I mean, Notre Dame was keeping up with them, and everybody talked like Michigan would just you know, mop the floor with them. So I feel like if you're an SEC team, of course, you know there can only be one undefeated SEC team all year. And that you know, if that's Alabama, that's Alabama, and I feel like it, you have to have two undefeated teams playing. Louisville's not Boise State. 
They're not. <laughs> okay, well, anyway. They're not. I've said it before, and I'll say it again. I, I think Louisville's going to go undefeated this year. I believe they, the Cardinals will be undefeated this year, and I believe that if there is – if there is any undefeated teams, they're going to go before them. And I believe that if there is one loss, a.k.a. or one loss, Alabama, one loss, whomever, Ohio State, whomever, those one loss teams are going to play in the national championship before an undefeated Louisville team coming from this schedule. I'm telling you. Well, there's going to be a lot of hype. There's going to be a lot. I don't know, though. I think I think Louisville's, Louisville's game against Florida last year might help them out a little bit. Because and and also... Tell me if you think this is influential. They won the national championship in basketball on a national platform. Yes. The guys that are sitting in that room making that final decision, do you think that's got any influence on that? See. Jurich, Patino, the mojo, that's got to have some little effect on that. I feel like Louisville would be a better draw for a national title because you know of the basketball success and even the baseball success that we just had. I feel like they'd be a good draw because you already have, you know, that was the highest rated uh, NCAA championship game in years. It did and have a, it did have a good turnout and it had a high and Louisville supportive. Yes, the, the Louisville contingent is very supportive yes. crowd base. There's no question about that. And, and hats off to you, Louisville fans, because as you know, I'm a neutral right. party in this equation. Um, uh, they Teddy Bridgewater could very well win the Heisman Trophy this year. There's no no debating that. I I, I think even with the bad schedule, I think Teddy can can win the Heisman, but. We've got a lot of programming on this uh, fine fourteen fifty here that talks exclusively about the Louisville Cardinals, so I'll leave it to them to take <laughs> care of the majority of that. So, but I wanted to commend everybody that's a fan up to number seven nationally. Um, I do have to switch gears here and, and touch a somber note, which I call my moment with God. I haven't been to the moment with God lately, which is a good thing, but uh, I have to have a moment with God right now. That was it. Um, and uh, out in San Francisco, I don't know if you saw this or not last night. At the which was an afternoon game for them, a four fifteen or four twenty five was the start of game for all the games. Uh, a football fan, he was at the uh, pedestrian walkway, the elevated p- pedestrian walkway. Which these are really nice spectacles and really look, but they are dangerous if you've got drinking involved and drunkenness. Well, anyway, I don't know if this guy was drunk. Uh, he he's appeared. They said that the witnesses said he appeared to be extremely intoxicated, which you know. Uh, I'm sure that people have said that about me on occasions before. But anyway, this guy at Candlestick Park was going up the pedestrian walkway, the elevator, the escalator, pardon me, and uh, he fell off. He fell off and plunged to his death. Yeah, that's... Just after kickoff at 1.30 West Coast time, he plunged to his death. Um, and so that's that's my moment with God. It's it's pretty hard. It, it, you, you know, you're waiting all season, you know, this football season. It's like, but this is... The message here is this. Easy on the drinking. You have to know. You have to. Dis, there's. It's. It's called the line. You have to. You have to find this as an adult, as a, as a male or female, as an adult, as you move through life. You have to find this line that I speak of. If you can't find this line, you're in for trouble. No DUIs, death. You know what they used to say that the it's the jails, institutions, and deaths. What they used to say, but you have to find this line. I found that line a long time ago. It was many, many nights uh, on all fours over the toilet, wondering if I'm going to live or not. And uh, somewhere along the way, I found my line. So, um, <laughs> but uh, anyway, moment with God to to this particular guy. He, uh, he he lost his life. I don't have his name. They didn't release it. Uh, they probably they like to wait till the families get the information before they put it out there. I mean, how would you like to read on the internet that your son or daughter or right, whatever right. you know? So that's 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 very sad. And and it's. It's a thing that Louisville fans need to watch out for because we have that the UPS party pavilion or whatever it's called at the football games. 
I've been over there. It's and, dangerous, man. Yeah, have you been up there? I've been all through that park. The, yeah, the, not uh, during the games. But. Yeah, but at Papa John's, the, yeah. those those barriers, man, they're only about you know up to your rib cage. They're only about up to your waist, man. And same thing with some of the railings in the Yum Center. I sit up in one of the top sections, and there's a few times where I've thought like, whoa, hey, man, you need to not lean forward. Don't fall. And this is another important note. Just because you're a Louisville Cardinal fan does not mean you're athletic. Remember that. Right. If you're out there watching Teddy Bridgewater throw for five touchdown passes all over the place, you are not Teddy Bridgewater, no matter how much Bud Light or Natty Ice you've consumed throughout the day or barbecue or whatever it is you've you've dumped down. So um, we're going to take a quick break here. Um, When we come back, we're going to talk with EJ Clark from Horse Racing Radio. We're going to find out what's happening in the the world of the (laughs) four-legged. And uh, we're going to be right back here, Big Nasty Show on 1450 The Sports Buzz on the Afternoon Drive. Our love would come down so naturally We would walk down the aisle of destiny Put your man, get his hustle on, got your type scared Break you off a little chump change to do your hair There seems to be enough to satisfy your needs But there's a deeper level if you follow our lead Hey love And we are back to afternoon drive, fourteen fifty to Sports Buzz. A little bit, a little bit after four thirty. Trevor, there's so much to talk about. Um, you know, I want to talk to you about uh, NFL, and I want to talk to you about college. We have so much to talk about that with us having the extra half hour. So, I mean, uh, I'm so excited for this weekend. But um, before we get into all of that, I just want to remind everybody that the Oxmoor Four League and Buzzline call in and tell us who you would have. Uh, induct you into the Hall of Fame. You can call the Oxmoor Ford Lincoln Buzz Line 502-384-1450. Oxmoor, Oxmoor Ford is next to Oxmoor Mall, and it's now extended service hours from 7 a.m. to 9 p.m. Monday through Friday and 8 a.m. to 4 on 4 p.m. on Saturday. So if you need your oil change, they do all makes and models, and they can get you together. Ain't that right, Mr. Oh, Trevor? Great waiting area, too. And if you don't want to wait in their waiting area and watch their big screen TVs and the nice comfy couch, you can always just take a shuttle, and they'll take you right over to Oxmoor Mall, do a little shopping, maybe stop by Poster Man. And uh, then just kind of come pick you up when your car is ready. Uh, yeah. Also, uh, same 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 question, uh, different outlet. Four one four fourteen fifty is the uh, Lotus Gumwork text line. My man, Mister Zellers, who answers those calls when they come through, is also keeps an eye on that text line for us throughout the day. Let us know if you send any good texts. He'll get them on the air. So make sure include your name as well, and we'll get you get you a little shout out on the radio. Yes. Uh, speaking of, we're going to switch it over to college basketball. You know, there's a couple things. Rick Pitino, who just was on his way. To New York, I mean, not to New York, to Springfield, Springfield Massachusetts. Never been to the college, the yeah, I lived in Springfield, Massachusetts. Okay. Yeah, I um, played in the D League team there. So, yes, I oh, know all Springfield about, Armor. Yes, I played there. I was on the original first team they ever had there. So, Did you go yes. to the Hall of Fame itself? Have you ever no, visited? I never got to visit. Oh, that's, I've never had to, and that's always been a dream yes, of Yes, absolutely. But before we get into Louisville stuff, uh, 
for all the IU fans, since we are across the Bridgemon, the um, Noah Vonleh, who for a lot of people don't know, he's one of the top ten kids in the 2013 class. He's pretty much flown on the radar, basically, because everybody's been talking about Chris Walker not being eligible and Andrew Wiggins being so good and Jabari Parker being going to Duke and being how good he is and Aaron Gordon being the freak of athlete he is going to Arizona. He's not going to fly when he gets to play, start playing, right? Yes, sure. very much very much so. Well, no, for all you IU fans that are worried about how good you guys are going to be, Noah Vonley has been going to work this summer, and he came in at 215 after he graduated high school, and they is up. the Massachusetts native is up to 240 pounds. That's the Derek character diet right there, adding weight. Yeah, but he's not a fatty, so he doesn't need to lose the weight. So, ooh, that, don't disrespect, but yeah, so with that yeah, being sorry, said... Sorry, Derek, if you're listening yeah, to yeah, Poland. Wait, didn't, yeah, didn't you just say he was in Greece or something? Yeah. No, he got, he got released from Poland. I don't know if he's on a plane yet. You never know. You know, Airplanes work very hey, fast nowadays. Thanks to Chad now in Hennessy, you can listen to us on anywhere, any part of the country. Exactly, the, uh, exactly. Ensure Max smartphone app. Cody Zeller gone, Christian Watford gone. I think this is a good thing for IU Four fans starters. to know that he was the number eighth player in the country. So do you think this will be something special for IU, IU fans to hang their hat on? You've got the Will Sheehy coming back and the, and the Yogi Ferrell kid coming back to have this kid put on that much weight. He's very dedicated, it seems. I'd, I'd be confident if I'm IU because he was kind of in that tweener area. He was listed as a power forward, kind of slash, semi-small forward. They're comparing him to Tracy McGrady, believe it or not. Yeah, and with that weight now, you can be a little bit more comfortable thinking he can play it for. Now, 215, uh, you can't play the four, obviously, 215 in the NBA, but in college you could. I mean, I've seen yeah. guys just as skinny. I mean, I wouldn't I, be surprised if he dropped 10 I don't that. think Terrence Jennings has yet reached 215, and he played center at UofL. So, <laughs> I mean, uh, it can be done in, in the college level, obviously. I mean, Shane Bohannon's, you know, six foot six and but he's playing. Mass, he's a massive human being. Exactly. He's got a giant butt. But, yeah, I think it's a good news for, for IU fans, especially with him. Mean, he's going to be the guy. It's not going to be maybe your full leader. You have your backcourt coming back, and Sheehy and Yogi Farrell. Uh, Yogi being the only starter coming back, he's going to make major minutes, and he's flown in under anybody's radar. Give him about three games in the next season, he's going to be all over everyone's radar. This kid can play. Before, yes, and before we get into this Jalen Johnson commitment news, I want to ask you a question. Can you think about how many championships the state of Indiana would have at the University of Indiana if they kept the talent? Let's just think about this. Oh, Lord. Greg Oden, Michael Conley, yeah. Eric Gordon went there. Yeah, that's okay. just three of what they call the De- Magnificent Seven. Deshaun Thomas. Yeah, yeah. Yogi Ferrell. Well, they, which they did land Yogi, and they landed I mean, Eric Gordon. That that's just insane. Zach, well, you, Zach Randolph back in the day. Yeah, Zach Randolph. Josh, who, yeah. Mc, Josh who, McRoberts. Who was, but Zach was crazy though. I mean, I got a I got a Zach Randolph story. So, I got a Zach Randolph story. I'm not going to get into that because I everybody's like Zach. got a Zach Randolph story. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say. I'm not going to. I'm not going to get into my Zach Randolph. Anybody story. who's watched one interview with Zach Randolph or four minutes of any game film knows he's probably you know, a lot of Zach. You know, you know when you see stories. you know when you see a guy that you know when you see guys that are real gangsters and fake gangsters. Like, oh yeah, they're about, they're about that life. Like Zach, Zach Randolph, yeah, he he lives that life. <laughs> I, I heard he used to just beat up some dude in Memphis, like just for fun or Portland hey, man, or something. I, I tell you what, Zach Randolph, I've heard stories. Perfect for Memphis. I've by heard stories. I've heard anybody who punks Blake Griffin and Blake Griffin doesn't do anything to you, and he's a massive human being at 6'11", 260, you're a you're you're an OG in my book any day. For all those people who don't know who OG is, he's an original gangster. <laughs> he's John Gotti, Al Pacino, and that kind of mold. Now, you you mentioned, like I said, there was the Magnificent Seven, which was referred to as at the time, which was think uh, about all of the Zellers went to IU. Was seven, uh, seven of them came out was uh, George Hill. He went to Uipui, which yes. now, now he didn't. He turned out in Indiana because of family reasons to stay in Indianapolis with his grandmother, which is why he went to Uipui. You had 
the both Conley and Odin in that class. Yes. Uh, Courtney Lou, who ended up going to Western Kentucky, wasn't as big a recruit, but still nonetheless yes. a big thing. Uh, you had Josh McRoberts involved in that. Eric Gordon, they did get. Justin Cage with uh, Xavier. Rodney Carney was part of that Magnificent Seven. He yes. went to Memphis. Steven Van Trees, the janitor. Well, <laughs> why do the people call him the janitor? Because he comes in and cleans everything no. up. Ah. The custodian is who, who's, who has that nickname? What's the guy? Brian name? Cardinal, Brian, who yeah. went to Purdue, Purdue since yes. we're in Indiana, people. Yes. Yeah. So it's uh, to stay on the same link. Yeah, he's the, he's the pure janitor or, or, or custodian, whatever <laughs> you want to call him. You, said that. You, <laughs> you don't think Van Trees even looks like a janitor? I mean, just yeah, a little I mean bit? Steve is my man. He's one of my buddies, so I, like I, can't, I can't call him the janitor. He's my favorite player. And for who's your uh, fans, I don't want to pour salt or lemon juice on wounds of reminding you of the guys you could have had. But you know what? Those those days are done because I don't see Tom Crean letting a lot of that slip Jaquan Lyle? Well, to a degree, I mean, you can't get everybody. I, I mean, you, you can only of, you can only get so much. You don't want to just center yourself only to the one state. But think about this, uh, Jaquan Lyle. You have the other kid. What's uh, yeah? The other kid had just committed. The Blackman kid. Well, he decommitted from IU. Yes, uh, he, uh, I forget. I'm drawing Blake's name. That's a lot. Of, that's a lot of talent that they're letting. You leave. had him committed. Now he's decommitted. Now yes. you may be trading him for Quentin Snyder here from Louisville. So yes, you never so. know. But we're gonna get into this, Judge Jalen Johnson. Yeah. Six ten, six this nine, six ten, two hundred and ten pound kid. He's a great defender and great rebounder. He is. A, he's a increasingly effective offensive player. He's ranked fifty five nationally by two four seven sports, and sixty two nationally by scout dot com. He visited Louisville on September. You know, he's scheduled to visit Louisville on the twentieth, and he chose Louisville over Iowa State, Oregon, and Florida State. He recently visited Michigan State and had was offered a scholarship. When they asked his mom, she said, "Why not Louisville? He loves it there." He joins the class of Jaquan Lyle, Jaquan Aaron. This is a pretty athletic class when you look at it. So, and it's a good move. And I gotta give uh, the props to my, my man down in Mexico's uh, off today. And we're doing that extra half an hour because, and of course, the uh, the second half the half an hour will be part of the Kentucky kickoff show with Jason Briggs and Matt Dennison. Yes, but uh, my man uh, Nick Coffey brought this this kid's to my attention about. I mean, I think it was about maybe a month ago, month and a half ago, that Louisville was really going after him, and it was a very strong possibility they would get him. And uh, since then, his name has been in my radar, so to speak. And it's a good move because when you look at it, I mean, if Louisville doesn't get Trey Lyles, another big man that they're also going after. And the they same said class. they're still going after at him because people were fans out there yeah. were concerned if they were going to still try to get Trey Lyles if they got this kid. And it's and if they don't, and for some reason they do not get Trey Lyles, it's something to have because you know you look at this class. This is Shane Bahannon might not be back for the by this year. Yes, Montrez, <clears> I'd be you know, I'd be surprised and barring you know something bad would happen to him this year yes. that he would be back for his junior year. So that leaves you really with you're, I mean Van Trees clearly gone. You're looking at losing six, six guys. Yeah, six guys probably. So you're looking at big men in that class in, in that year, in two years. You're looking at uh, obviously now Jalen Johnson, who if the, keeps his uh, verbal commitment does come here. Uh, you're looking at uh, Mantau, uh, you know uh, Man, uh, the big uh, the, the foreign kid Mango. Mango Mango. Thank you. Yes, he's gonna have to play some big time basketball, like you said. And then uh, a guy who's a freshman this year. That's yes. all. Your only three big men right now, if Bahannon and. Well, it's Montrez not, do leave, and which is not, expected. And it's not even that, though. When you look at this class and you look at what's going on, what's going to happen right now, we are kind of in the same boat that we are that we were in in 2005. And people are like, well, what are you talking about, Perrin? That doesn't make no sense. What I'm talking about is this. Who do you talk to that has that voice, by the way? Uh, you know, you never know. <laughs> Perrin hangs out with Muppets. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I grew up on stuff, you know, yeah. whatever. Can you give me Fozzie's like, phone that, number? You know, when, I, when I was a kid, we didn't have Dora the Explorer. We had the Muppet Babies and the Muppet Cartoons hey, on Nickelodeon that I night. I love the Muppet Babies. Yeah, bro. me too. That's why I... You know, they make I, our dreams come true. That's why I hit you with the Muppet voice. So, <laughs> that, so with that being said, you know, you have... Russ Smith will be graduating. Yeah. Luke 
Hancock will be graduating. If Montrez Harrell has a season that we all think he's going to have, he possibly will be leaving. More likely. Shane Bahanna, if he has a good year, he's going to test the draft. And Chris Jones, who will probably test the draft as well. Steven Van Trees graduates. So you're, losing, you're talking about losing six key guys that are part of your roster right now, heading into what will be the toughest basketball schedule and conference in the country. So you're going to need guys to come in and play. And, you know, and with, with all that being said, Rick Bettino said Kevin Ware may not play until second semester if he continues to recover from this gruesome, gruesome compound fracture. So my question to you would be, with all that being said, would you, do you think that we are heading in the right direction? First question is to heading into ACC. And my second question is, if Kevin Ware is not going to play till second semester, why not just redshirt? Well, I'll answer the second question first. One, I don't, I wouldn't play Kevin Ware next year, regardless. I'd redshirt him no matter what. Yes. Uh, all rumors aside, not not even using that in my in my analogy. <laughs> uh, it'd be injury wise. I would just redshirt him. We have depth in the backcourt. I would it'd be nice to have someone who's used to the system, but bringing Russ back does help with that. Yes. As I've mentioned before, and I, I'm, you can probably confirm this, there's one thing that's the hardest position to learn in Patino's system is probably the guard position. It seems to be the one that takes the longest for players to develop into. We've seen it throughout the years in his tenure here at Louisville. And uh, not that they don't get better eventually, but those first-year guys are hard to learn in that guard system that Patino does. So with three new faces, it's hard to say you, we don't need Kevin back this year, but – I would rather him sit out all year, this one redshirt year, and then come back in, in two years from now. Second, the first year in ACC might be a rough one for Louisville. You mentioned all the people leaving in basketball. Yes. Football has the same scenario. You're looking at maybe losing Bridgewater. You lose possibly, obviously, Sonoris Perry. Yes. You could lose Devontae Parker, which wouldn't surprise me if he left early after having a big year this year. I wouldn't blame him one big. I think he should. Uh, you're going to lose a lot of players off that. So the first year in ACC is going to be or maybe a rough one for Louisville. Basketball wise, though, I'm not as I'm not as worried because of the fact that one, you do have Shaquan Aaron and, and Jaquan Lyle, and now obviously Jalen Johnson coming in. You'll have a few guys that we don't know about just yet this year. They could develop, and we'll see more and have more comfortability going into ACC, knowing that they're going to be returning for their second year. Mm-hmm. And third, you're go- you know you don't know who you're going to add to last minute. How many times in the last couple of years has Louisville look at Kevin Ware, look at Montrezl Harrell, that Louisville's gotten guys late? Before a season starts, they could they could add, and of course, being trade Mount Lyles being one of those, yes, that would make that going into that season a lot and more it, comfortable. And Kevin not playing is not a bad thing because I'm telling you, people, ladies and gentlemen, know, it might be if the rumors are true. You know, Terry Rozier, <laughs> Terry Rozier <laughs> is as good. good as advertised, as well as Anton Gill, and as well as Chris Jones, they are as good as advertised, if not better. And I, I tell you, the, I'm I don't want to I don't want to jinx them, but. Terry Rozier has a special feel for the game. Watching him play, he is a tremendous, tremendous talent with tremendous ability. I don't know if we'll see the whole thing this year. Obviously not because he's a freshman one and Chris Jones is that good too. But, I mean, he will be a nice player, and I think he has a chance to be one of the top guards to ever come out of this great university. My biggest worry this season for Louisville is the the facilitator factor. Who Who is going to be the guy that, that gets the offense running and, and plays the facilitator? Now, I know people have been telling me Chris Jones will be that position. And that's I, I've never watched Chris Jones play except for a few highlight reels. I have. He shot a lot. And, yeah, and I, and, I, and I take nothing from YouTube highlights because that's what they are. They're highlights. They don't yes. they don't point out the problems with the player's game. I've watched Gill and I've watched Rozier. Neither have shown me they can be a true point guard or that type of yes. point guard facilitator. They're both scoring ones, if anything. And all, we all know Russ Smith. Well, I mean, come on, the guy. Don't, he's Russ. Yeah, it's Russ Smith. I mean, let's so. just be honest. He's anything from. He's about as much point guard as Allen Iverson was. Yes, so. very much. But I tell you what, this is going to have to be. 
a dream team type concept. When people say that, you're comparing this team to the dream team. What are you doing? What I'm saying is, is this. Some of your friends just have yes. that puberty. Have that. Yeah. It's <laughs> all Muppets. You, you know you love the voice. But what I'm saying is, is this. They're going to, when the, when the dream, when the guys play on the dream team, the Olympic team, they come together and they, and they're unselfish. Correct. Yeah. Same thing. When you look at now, not to compare, to give Kentucky fans a reference here, and they're like, finally, stop talking about UFL so much. What I'm saying is, the yeah, tour- you have no anything to worry about, Kentucky. Yes. You've got superstars coming in. Yeah, so, but what I'm saying to them is, that team that won it in 2012, they all could have scored 20 points a game, but they had to be unselfish. Yeah, to a degree. I don't know if Kilgris, yeah, probably at yeah, college level. I mean, none scored. of those guys really tried to score. They no. all made every everybody else better. Yeah. So, in this situation this year, they're going to have to, Louisville's going to have to try to make everybody around them better because they are more talented this year than they were last year. Now, people are like, well, what about us since you brought us up? Yes, Kentucky's a very talented team. They're going to have the same problem they had in 2012. They got to make sure everybody is one, focused and bought into the system and focused on getting better and being unselfish. Well, same they, thing. That's why that game on that date when they play is going to be so epic on so many proportions because you're going to see some of the most talented basketball players play a game. It's almost going to be as good as the year North Carolina was very good that North Carolina and UK played. And Kentucky's talent level is at the, is the point where, like you mentioned, that 2012 team where everyone had seven different guys that were 20 points a game and you didn't. Yes. They would let the opponent dictate who was going to be the guy to beat you that game. Yes, very I mean, much. They, they let the – basically the opponent was the one who was going to decide – who was going to have the better game? And they, you, when you have that kind of depth, you can do that. Yes, you don't have to be like a, a an Ole Miss going into a game, and Marshall Henderson has to be the guy scoring points because he is your number one scorer. Because or, they don't have a bunch of bums around Marshall or, Henderson or Louisville yes. or Louisville that first Final Four. You're kind of the same thing. Russ Smith, you know, went into every game. He had to be the guy to kind of put up points because it was just the necessity of the team. The team lacked a little bit of overall scoring, and Kentucky didn't have that problem. They won't have that problem this year as well. I don't think. Again, I haven't really seen all the kids play. I've only watched some high school clips, but. I mean, from what I've watched and what I've talked to from people I do trust, I mean, I, I see this 2012 team being, or this 2000, this upcoming UK team being very similar to that 2012 remedy where it's going to let the, the opponent dictate who is the leading scorer that evening. Yeah, absolutely. But we're going to take a break right now, 1450 Sports Buzz. When we come, come back, we're going to talk a lot of things, Trevor, a lot of football coming on this weekend, a couple of big games coming up. Uh, Did you start Peyton Manning in your fantasy team last night? I don't do fantasy. You know that. Well, you should. Uh, every every day every day I live is a fantasy. Yeah, I get tired of people talking about that for 45 minutes on Sports Center because I don't have a team. So, <laughs> But, yes, we will talk about that when we come back, 1450 the Sports Buzz.